the Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a Ratchet Studio audience. Wow. Shout out to Fino and Black, this music lover, Torn Burgundy, Silent Age Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked-built industry And me, I'm representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real Yo, what is good, everybody? You are listening to Where's My 40 Acres Podcast, and this is not the weekly show. This is for our gaming fans, so if you looked at the title, this is a discussion of the new game from From, from Software, uh, Sekiro? Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah, Sekiro, Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. Sekiro, whatever it is, Sekiro. And yeah, shadows die twice. So, so you're awake. Looks like death is not your fate just yet. Some time has passed since I found you. Your master still lives. They'll soon make use of his bloodline. The limb you have lost will give way to something more useful. You'll learn to appreciate its worth. For those who don't know or can't tell, uh, I'm joined by Aaron Bat from Black Astronauts Podcast. So, what's up, bro? Yo, what up, y'all? Glad to be back on the mic with my homies on the Where My 40 Acres crew, or, well, at least one of them anyway. Yeah. Hit me up, hit me up for the regular show, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> If y'all didn't know, um, last time me and Aaron talked, it was about Bloodborne. He was running through that. Now, did you ever finish Bloodborne, bro? Or did you just give uh, up? No, I didn't give up. I got to, I got to the castle, to the prom. Okay. To like 
to the second world. And then I was like, all right, look, all right. I, I just, I ain't got the patience for it. <laughs> Cause it was like, so, and we'll talk about it with this game. Bloodborne rewards you for cheese in the game. And I don't like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you can overpower yourself, but then like you get to a certain point and the skills aren't the same. And you know, like you got soft caps and hard caps. Like, yo, just tell me what it is and go from there. And, I, you know, it's one of the things I kind of appreciate about this new one. It's a lot more straightforward. Goodness. Uh, I think the compl- I think uh, uh, from software it took a lot of the complications as far as, like, the uh, RPG aesthetics out of this game. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. turned it into a definite, like, action-adventure type samurai game, which was comforting to a lot of people who should I put points into this and should I put points into this and what type of build am I doing? And, um, what, what is it? Um, I forgot what the term is for the meta. What's the meta, you know, for this weapon and for this level, you know, it it took, it it took a lot of that out. And a lot of that stuff was real nerdy dog. Like I understand from software fans get into that dark soul fans and bloodborne fans get into that meta shit. But to me, it, I just don't care. Like I can't smell it in the air, bro. I really don't yes. be feeling it. Well, I think for, for me personally, it's like, why do I have to do all that to enjoy the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you're telling me that to make myself a real player, I got to do all that shit, I'm good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm, and that's what really pushes a lot of people off from soft games is because they hear that that intimidating, like, oh, you got to do this and you got to, it's the hardest game ever and you got to learn 18,000 things. And none of that shit is true, man. It's, so. it's not, especially if you watch the speedrunners. It's absolutely not absolutely. true. All that shit that they tell you, you got to be able to do now. Your first time playing games from From Software, yeah, it's going to absolutely be challenging because it kind of challenges the way people are used to games. People are very used to playing with players that aren't necessarily overpowered. But they give you as much as you need to to be able to kind of run through the game if you have game skills. So you can put a game on normal. You might die a few times, but you'll, you know, like, like you'll float through. You'll be like, oh, I made a dumb mistake. Or I just ran up in there like Rambo and got killed. You know what I'm saying, dog? I, I go hard up in this bitch. And you be like, that's how you playing games. You try to do that shit with a From Software game your first time playing, you are going to, like, that game is going to stomp all over your balls. That it's, just, it's just how it is. And people have to rethink what they're used to doing figured out how to beat this dude but like i have a bad habit of just trying to fight him anyways but with this game i have to tell myself it's not i get it but i can't uh, please don't okay don't, uh, I, can't. I have another life is it worth it's worth i'm gonna try it wish me luck fantastic i just can't do it i can't take this shit no more man <laughs> surprise ah! bro come on please ah! I, I get it but I can't do it, but I know what to do, but I, I need to take a break. I 110% figured out how to beat this dude, but like, I have a bad habit of just trying to fight him anyways. But with this game, I have to tell myself it's not like Dark Souls. I have to remember that. Blocking is so much more key than dodging. And jumping is also key in certain increments of this man's attack. Second, going with this, I'm, I'm just, you ever get to a point where you fight something for so long, it's just like, yo, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what happens as long as this nigga knows I hate him. He's not even real. <laughs> I don't like you. What's from software has been able to do time and time again is actually rechallenge the challenged. So you'll, exactly. you'll play dark souls and you'll be like, no, I got this shit down. I got patience. I read formula from playing. Like I know the skills of this dude. I understand the hit points where the hit boxes is. I got this. And then you play bloodborne and bloodborne is like, 
guess what? Like you're going to have to relearn because you're so used to being cautious. You're going to get punished for being cautious. And then Sekiro, yeah, Sekiro comes in and Sekiro is like, oh, you like to just run up in shit? All right, that's that's bet, but you can't you can't block and you can't dodge. So and guess what? If you think you just gonna run up in on every enemy and start slashing away and beat them, good fucking luck. You slash all day, and you ain't gonna never take them out. They gonna keep coming back. We should talk about let's let's get we should probably do an overview about the game before we kind of go into enemies and stuff. Right? No, no, I'm not gonna get it. We gonna do an intro. I'm gonna read like what the game is actually about, so people who don't know can get that first. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So let let's go ahead and knock that out. So. Um, Sekiro is from Activision developer is from software it is on Xbox PS4 uh, it's also on PC I've seen a lot of PC players run it it dropped March 22nd I had that shit pre-ordered it is supposedly a part of the Soul series but it is a drastic contrast in my opinion for play style yeah I, mm, I, we're gonna get into it I, go ahead and finish we're gonna get into that too yeah so so um it is an action game in third person view um Let's see. The game features fewer role-playing elements, lack of creator, lack of creator character creation, and the ability to level up a variety of stats, as well as having no multiplayer elements, which I have no problem with. It does, however, include gear upgrading, a skill tree, limited ability customization, rather than attacking and whittling enemies' health points. Combat in second row revolves around using the katana to attack their posture and balance instead, which eventually leads to an opening that allows for a single killing blow, a death stab. And uh, the plot of the game, which I'm just going to read like this first part, it takes place in a reimagined late 16th century Sengoku, Sengoku period, Japan. At the end of the Sengoku era, warlord Ishinashina stages a bloody co-op and seizes the land of Ishina. During this time, a nameless orphan is adopted by the wandering shinobi Ao, who names the orphan Wolf. This is the guy you will be playing as the main character as an adult. 20 years later, the Ashina clan are on the brink of collapse and due to the combination of the now utterly Ashin have fallen ill and the clan's enemies steadily closing in from all sides to sprint to find a way to prevent the, the fall of his clan. Ashin's grandson, Genichiro, uh, captures Genichiro, whatever, captures the divine heir Kuru, Kuro in hopes of using his dragon heritage to create an immortal army. Wolf, the guy you'll be playing as the main character, now a full-fledged shinobi and Kiro's personal bodyguard. This is the kid you'll be protecting in the game because every game is about protecting some kid. A very, very God of Warish attempts to stop uh, Genichiro, but is defeated. So for those who don't know, uh, From Software has the tendency to throw you into a battle you ultimately cannot win in the very beginning of the game to kill you and then strip you of your abilities. This is very, very closely related to... Um, Oh my God, Neo. That is the very first thing that happens in Neo. You go in, you fight a dude, you get fucked up, you lose all your abilities. You got to get them back. And that, yeah, that's, get I back. mean, just about, I mean, not only Neo, what's the other game with the mechs? Um, what, Nier? What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Uh, the one that had the mech suit? Oh, you talk, oh man, I'm, and, which is currently free right now on PS4 if you yes. want to uh, play it. You're talking about, um, fuck, start Surge. You're talking about Surge. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Surge is Surge is actually a is a great game. Like I don't know why people shit on Surge like that. Surge is Surge has a lot of dope elements that pull pull from some from some from from software. The story is the bit, eh, 
but how you upgrade parts and stuff like attacking certain body parts to get shit you need to upgrade your suits and your mech shit is actually a pretty dope concept and the kill strikes in that game for button for action for quick action is dope as fuck like i thought it was fun as hell and they had some dlc that was like an amusement park dlc yeah they had a dlc that came with i haven't played it though i just played through the first part like two times i think i ran to the game through the game two times um all right, so basically, yeah, you are Wolf, and you're trying to protect this kid, and you get fucked up in the beginning of the game, and you die. Well, you don't... Did, did he Did he actually die, or he just get really injured, and he got patched up? I think he just got patched up. I okay. don't think he died. He, he doesn't die until I'm... Dead. Mm. You don't die until you well, die, honestly. Right. right. So right. there's a couple of differences between this game and other From Software games. You want to elaborate on that part, Aaron? Yeah, so some of the biggest differences, first of all, while this is a FromSoft game, I truly believe this is the game they've been trying to make for since uh, Dark Souls. Like, I believe this is the game that they wanted to put out, but they could not. Um, and, and, you know, they were just trying to find their way. So essentially, um, a Souls game is a game, think of it like Zelda, adult Zelda. Um, is the best way to put it, um, where there are a bunch of hidden different mysteries and you're trying to find out the story, but it's significantly harder than most video games. Um, they, the, the emphasis is on tight combat. You know, um, in, the first, in the previous games, it was a lot of RPG elements, um, but the, the difficulty was the thing. Um, and with Sekiro, I think it's a little different um, in a lot of ways. Um, that kind of makes it stand out from like a, a, a Souls game or Souls like. First of all, I know what the fucking story is. Um, Souls games are notorious for having super obtuse stories, man. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but so far I've been able to follow the story um, with relative ease. I haven't had to go through any of the notes or look at any of my tools to get any of the extra. Uh, flavored uh, text and lore. What, what about you? You know, because you're a little farther along than me. Um, as far as the story goes, like I got the basic generic stuff, but I have I have a tendency to just blank out all story elements as I'm running through a game because I am so overwhelmed by the world, the combat, and the enemies. So I will completely ignore what the fuck I'm doing going from boss to boss like 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 they'll give me stuff to read and they'll they'll be cut scenes and they'll tell me things but i'm not really paying attention to that shit i am thinking about what my what my strategy is going to be for beating this boss like i'm sizing this dude up so he could be giving a whole background story that i'm supposed to be paying attention to and i'm looking at his weapon i'm looking at his size i'm looking at his stature i'm like i wonder what moves he's going to use like what am i going to need to do i'm thinking about all of this stuff that i have that i can pull from my my accessories what combat skills I want to equip, like stuff like that. So I have a tendency to completely ignore stories for from software games. And that like the, the thing about that is though, I get that from YouTube videos. So I'll, while playing a game, that's part of the, part of the fun for me with playing these games is I'll then go on YouTube when I'm at work or when I'm out and I can't play the game and I'll listen to YouTube videos and people's interpretations of things. And I'll go back over cutscenes I didn't pay attention to. And I'll listen again so that's where I do my deep dive in that. I don't actually do it during my gameplay. Yeah. So, well, for me, I do it. 
with this story in particular, because um, I haven't done it for other Souls games, just because, whoa, nobody gives a fuck what's going on in those Souls games for real. Right, like, people actually do. It's kind of wild, like what, how, how deep people try to get into Souls mythology. It is ridiculous. I mean, it's there, right? Like there, there are certain uh, patterns and certain um, storylines that continue and repeat. Uh, throughout Souls games, and one of them being uh, reincarnation, right? So, yeah, they're there, but I just think a lot of people, like, they be reaching. No, um, they do, man. Of... It's very fantasy. Yeah. They so, get out there. Um, But the thing why I say this is, the biggest reason why I say this isn't a Souls game is, I think this is a lot more fair from the beginning um, in a Souls game. Uh, like, the powers you get, if you get these powers, you can beat the fucking game. Like, you can, it's like what Breath of the Wild was, right? Like, here's your base thing. If you're good enough, you can beat the damn game. Now, we're going to sprinkle these other things in to kind of help you out, but if you know what you're doing and listen to the instructions, you'll beat the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that um, any other Souls game we've had this far as like been this forgiving um, this early. And I know a lot of people say it's difficult, but I, I push back on that uh, uh, quite a bit. I think it's, I think it's not difficult for, for you and for me, which, I, but for, because we're used to this and we're used to being able to adjust to subtle changes that can drastically switch up your gameplay. And right. I, I think that a lot of other people, because this game does feel more accessible, despite the mm-hmm. fact that there's currently an argument going about going on about how accessible the game is for people, and they're not talking about difficulty as far as uh, fully able. They're talking about difficulty. They're talking about accessibility for handicapped people. So I think that's a serious discussion that should be had, and I think that is definitely a fair question. There, but typically with soul games, you have people who complain about the difficulty of the game as a whole. It's just too damn hard for them because they don't have the patience for it. And Sekiro was kind of getting that in the beginning because people weren't used to this deflect system and this posture system that they put into this game, which is different from Souls. Souls is definitely about wearing your enemy down by paying attention to their patterns and knowing when to get the fuck in, being patient and getting the fuck out and not getting greedy. Sekiro plays around with the concept of you being greedy when you know to be greedy and getting the fuck out when you know when to get the fuck out. But definitely remembering that just because you got greedy up in the middle that you might not have necessarily been doing a good job of tearing a person's posture apart. Posture is very important. So that's yes. one thing we'll, we'll get into. I don't want to jump straight into the mechanics just yet. What what I was um I was hoping you was going to hit on was the huge difference between how you die. Because, you know, Dark Souls uh, games are yes, all about yes, the death. Yes. They're all about that, you died. So that's another reason I say that it's fairer than any other Souls game we've played so far and a lot of people don't understand why but i'm sure you'll be able to kind of like let them know why it's a little bit more fair right so so dark souls games tend to work like this and it's very edge of tomorrow you go you go in and you collect things along your path of slaying enemies right but let's say you get killed when you get killed and that screen pops up and it says you died you drop everything that you've been collecting up to that point so there are things, and, and when you come back, you need to go all the way through from the last checkpoint you started at, and you have to get through the same enemies because they all been respawned, 
and you cannot get your shit back unless you go collect it up off the ground. You have to go back to where it is and collect it. Now, Bloodborne did something a bit. They added to this concept. They made it so that not only did you have to go back and pick up your stuff sometimes, but inevitably the enemy that killed you might actually be the motherfucker holding your shit. So you couldn't just go back to the spot where you dropped it. You basically had to go kill this nigga and run his pockets to get your shit back. So it, you know, they added to those elements and that was something that really got people frustrated with these games because while people like myself were like figuring out the better ways to get through an area or learning how to speed through an area and dodging everything, knowing that you ain't got to kill every enemy every time, which is a hard concept for some people. They feel like they got to kill every enemy every fucking time. Go watch some Twitch, Twitch streams. It is frustrating. It took me, it took me so long to just give up on that idea. Cause you know, I'm, I was kind of in that vein of like, well, I need to get these souls anyway. I'm going to just run this first level a hundred million times. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? There's got to be more than this. And I was like, man, let me just put the jets on, get through this first level. And the world opened the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in souls games don't even get past that first level to realize there are multiple paths and all kinds of secrets that you can find on oh, your yeah. own that aren't hard. This game is definitely as open as the first Dark Souls game. You could absolutely go the wrong way in this game, end up fighting a boss that's a bit more, that, that you have not acquired the proper skills yet to make him an easier task in front of you. And Dark, right. Dark Souls, the first Dark Souls is absolutely like that. It is, there are paths you don't realize that there are paths and they all bring you, they all converge and bring you back to the same area. But the people you meet upon the way might have been a bit out of your depth because you didn't get what you needed to or you didn't know you could use things and Sekiro kind of leads you in figuring these things out. It helps you and it strings you along, which is cool. But the, basically, the, the whole you die concept from from software is, like I said, uh, you die, you go back to where you started, you get all the way back to your spot, and you collect your shit. If you die before you're able to pick your shit back up, that's it. You lose everything. So if you had a bunch of points which were used for the RPG element to upgrade your character, let's say you collected a shit ton of points which are very important in these games, especially in the beginning. If you yes. lose them, then you have to go. Now you got to go back and kill everything. Cause that's the only way you're going to get your points back. And the worst, the worst of this is when you run into a boss and you act uh, like you can accidentally run into bosses in from software games. In the world. Yeah. That speed through shit that you learn quick. You learn that quick when you doing a boss fight and they keep putting you back at a checkpoint. That's a, a significant distance away from the boss. And you're like, fuck this fighting every enemy to get there. Because by the time you get to the boss, you got what? One, 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 like, life charge left for you to use to, to you know, to bring your, your HP up a bit. And that's it. And you want to have all your shit when you go in to fight the boss. So bonfire, you, you got to run from a bonfire all the way to this boss. And it gets frustrating. And you learn real quickly, you better get, you better be able to full back, running back all the way through a level. Like, know when this dude is going to swing, when this dude is going to dodge, when this dude is going to jump, dodge. Was it jump like dodge dip duck whatever whatever like get them five d's under control bro because you need that shit to get through the gang Sekiro switches this up and I, I we said i said a lot to get here yo so the more you talk about it though talk about the old version they only switched it up like a hair it's that's what i'm saying very subtle changes to drastically change your gameplay very subtle because when you were like this isn't like a from software i'm over here kind of like it actually has every element of from software they just changed up one thing once a couple small yep. things 
and it makes the game feel like a new Dark Souls game. Like they started a whole new series. This this game feels like the first Dark Souls game. And you're like, yes. we can get sequels for this. And this feels like a different universe from as far as gameplay mechanics are concerned from Dark Souls when really it isn't. It's it's not. But the one thing that they changed up was now when you die, you can come back. There's a resurrection because you have this like immortal, uh, I forgot what it's called that the kid gives you. It's immortal something. And you can basically resurrect yourself. He gets, so, so what happens is if you die enough times, or the first time you really die in Sekiro, I think you, I think you actually have to die a few times. You get this you rest. Yeah, you get this. All of a sudden, you get the part of the story where they show you the cutscene for the explanation of your resurrection abilities. And now, when you look at the bottom of your screen, there's like a little purplish red dot that is, and you can actually pick up more of these in the game. But it shows you that if you die and that red spot is full, like clear. You can resurrect and it'll ask you like you'll be on the ground dead and you'll see the screen fading to orange and everything is intense like a heartbeat. And you'll see at the bottom, it'll either it allow you. Do you want to die or do you want to resurrect yourself and come back? And this is where people's play of the game starts to switch up because there is strategy to this. Right. If if you're because there, there's punishment and there's strategy to how you do it to avoid punishment. But essentially, you can come back and you can kill the enemy you were just fighting if you feel embrolic. Let, let's say that you got some um, some of the elixir to up your health. But let's say you died doing something stupid and you died with three elixirs. You can resurrect, come back at half life, which is all the time. And you can take an elixir, be back at full life and continue the fight because you got two elixirs after that. You will be able to make it to another checkpoint. But let's say you died and you ain't got no elixirs. So you come back at half-life. There are abilities later on in the game you can get to help you with this. But that's not really important right now. Let's say you die, you come back, you resurrect yourself. And you're like, fuck it, I'm going to kill this enemy and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make it to a checkpoint. You have that ability. You, you, are, you, are creating, you are creating your own challenge at this point by doing this. Now, the way the strategy comes into play, though, if you're in a boss fight and you do this, you better be able to win. Because if you die, what ends up happening is you lose half your shit. There is no going back and picking it up off the ground. You have what is you basically have a 30% chance of not losing half your shit. And by half your shit, I mean skill points, which are which become very difficult to get as you move through the game because you skill points um so first you get you get skill points from fighting enemies and you get enough skill points and it gives you a skill point that you can bank so let's say you need to get a thousand points to go in your skill bar to bank one skill point and you can use that skill point to unlock abilities that are very useful later if you start losing these shits because you keep dying you never bank them so you can never unlock anything. So you just a uh, basic ass Shinobi nigga. And that can make the game more difficult because a lot of these abilities are very fucking useful, especially when you fight in bosses. They're extreme. They can, they can make a boss fight a walk in the park or, you know, a drag through hell. It's, it's really up to you 
how you do it. So, and, and with bosses, the thing is with the resurrection, the mechanic works differently. If you're fighting regular enemies and you wait long enough, they'll stop focusing on you and they'll go back and do what they were doing as if you're not there. You can resurrect, sneak up on them, and death stab them quick and easy. That doesn't work for bosses. As soon as nope. you get up, the boss hears your ass get up off the ground. He turns around and he comes right back at you full force. Like, bro, what you thought? This was a game? And he come right back hey, at you. Every time I, I think about a boss, like, just standing there, especially, like, for instance, the first main gate boss um, that you can, you can kind of run past, um, like, right there in the Sheena Village when you first get mm-hmm. there. I stood on top of that archway for like five minutes. He was just standing there like, what's up, nigga? He's not moving. (laughs) He's not moving. And they be plotting on you, dog. Like, they be planning your downfall. They be praying on your downfall, dog. It's it's amazing how smart the NPCs are in this game. So, uh, you know, shout out to them. Oh, hell yeah. Like, very very stupid. Bro, the the fucking, um, sometimes this game feels so much like, um, it's not siphon filter. What is the other one? Splinter cell. Cause you'll be Splinter sneaking cell. up behind enemies and you will kill an enemy right behind an enemy. And the other <laughs> dude won't hear him die. So then you'll just sneak up behind him and stab him too. And it is. And it's not like, it's not some drum. It's the, when you kill him, it's always something fucking dramatic. Yes. It ain't like you just making a little bit of noise. Like you jumping from the air, rolling, grabbing him, stabbing him in the neck. And then, <laughs> And then you still can't, he can't hear you then? Damn. It's, it's a mess. So that mechanic is how the resurrection is the, the thing that really a lot of people who reviewed this game were hype about. And we're talking about this was a nice introduction, a nice switch up from the original from software, you know, um, buffet of abilities that we tend to get in these games. And from there, man, like we, you know, me and you were talking earlier and you mm-hmm. said that like, you were watching my play style versus your play style. Oh, okay. So before we get into that, my bad. Can you explain to them the posture and the deflection system that also yes. separates this from Dark Souls, Hack and Slash? So, so historically uh, with these kind of games, it's more of a, you have different ways you can play it. Like they, and pairing has always been one of the ways you can play these games, right? But you can also get overpowered. You can also, um, there are a bunch of different weapons. And uh, there are also, you know, you can roll through things. They have things called uh, invincibility frames, eye frames. So there are certain points when they're fighting that you can just roll through and attack. All fair game. They said in this game, oh, you're going to learn how to parry. And if you don't learn how to parry, you're not going to beat this game. Um, it reminds me of, and uh, me and you talked about this a little while ago. Um, it reminds me of a modern day Bushido Blade in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, that game used to be a one-on-one, uh, one strike, one kill um, kind of game. And this reminds me exactly like that. So the posture system um, is fair. So when you first uh, stand there, you have your sword. And when you're blocking, you have a bar that goes over your head. Now, the more you block, um, the more that bar fills up. It goes 100%, your posture breaks, and you're 
stunned. Like stunned, yeah. And uh, you can get killed in one shot. Yep. Um, the the cool thing is though, if you deflect, so if you time your your hits right, they take posture damage, and that opens them up. So it's like a cat and mouse game um, that starts to play around with. Uh, but that's the thing: if you do not like parrying, do not get this game because this game is full of that. I think if you actually suck at parrying get this game because it opens up the window for pairing for people. It helps you learn. It's not as punishing and it's not as short a window as like previous dark soul games. Like if you don't have this pairing tool, it's like, it's basically like the best pairing tool in dark souls. This pairing system gives you that tool, that tool times two. So the pairing window is very large. So even if you think you can't parry an attack, you, you should still try because you probably can't. Like it, it, well, it, it's more, it's more forgiving in the pairing aspect. Well, only reason I would say don't get it because if you never get, so this is my thing. I would rent it first if you're gonna try it out. Because if you don't get the pairing down, you can't beat the game. Like you just can't get it. Like mm-hmm. I know people that just can't get the timing right, and they're livid. They're just like, well, I, I can't do nothing. It's like you're right. You can't do nothing in this game. You suck. Basically. Not like you suck, but it sucks for you that you won't be able to beat this game. Like, imagine not being able to parry in this game, like not getting it down or feeling confident in it and feeling like you can beat this game. Do you think you could do it? I mean, I'm a different I'm a different breed, but I guess if you can't get it, not, you say in general, like if somebody just can't parry it at all, nah, be, mm, I mean, you could. it would take you forever to beat every boss. You'd have to chip away at their health. And some bosses, you actually cannot kill them by chipping away at anything. One, 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 one boss specifically, there is no chipping away at them. You have to parry them into a stance to be able to kill them. So, yeah, you wouldn't be able to beat that boss for sure. Right, which means you wouldn't be able to beat the game. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was a main boss or not, but if he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need the, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need the prayer beads in order to get... um your 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 health up. You know what I'm saying? Like so if you can't beat that boss, there are multiple bosses like that that you just ain't gonna be able to fucking beat. Right. You know? So like that that's that's what I'm thinking about. The average gamer, average person that might be listening to this podcast well, if you listen to this podcast, clearly you more than an average gamer, but you know, like if you ain't got the patience for it, I would definitely rent it first. Um that being said, if you like from soft games, this is the, I might have to say this might be the best one I've played, like by far. I wouldn't um, argue against it because it is that yeah. good. Yeah. Um, what 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 are some of the standout things for you, man? Like I know we were talking about some of the other stuff, but like, what are some of the things that you think they did like really really right? Um, I I think for the most part, I think they I think one the deflection system is great. I'm curious yes. to see how they're going to improve it. But I think it's it's very rewarding when you are good at deflecting and timing to the point where you even will fight multiple enemies and you are just deflecting swords coming at you from all angles. Yes. And you can still death stab people in the middle of that fight, which of course gives you the uh, invincibility frames while you're stabbing them. So you're stabbing, a, uh, you're stabbing another Shinobi character in the middle of a fucking fight with like two other Shinobis and they're watching you do it and they can't save that man. You know, you pretty much just, he, he got to go, dog. He he deflected, I deflected this too much. Um, 
I think that the I think that the use of the grappling hook is is very good in this game and the the how you how the flow of movement between fights yes. and how you can use it in battle is very useful. And I think some of the abilities they give you, you know, um, I'm not sure what you would, how you would use the terms. It's, I guess not, not indirect abilities, but um, abilities that contribute to your physical attacks on players right. and abilities that contribute to things that you can do during a fight that just kind of happen. Like you don't have to, you don't have to press a button you just have to do a particular type of move or be fighting a particular type of enemy. And these things kick in. I'm not sure what the words are for those. I probably should know, but, um, those, I think the separation of those oh, abilities, yeah, like, is like, like latent abilities. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like that. Like, like if you death stab a person, you get part of your life back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you, you might've been like, I started this fight with, you know, 25% of my health bar. And by the time you didn't kill five enemies, you realize you're at full health. Again, right. like you didn't even re- you forgot that you had that this was and it was automatically equipped. I'm so glad it's something that you don't have to equip for this to kick in. All, once you unlock that skill, you have that skill permanently. You don't have to switch skills in and out. Because again, I think yeah. that just overcomplicates the playstyle of the game, and it adds that RPG element back that people aren't necessarily missing with this. So it was smart so, for them not to do that. Exactly. So also uh, along those lines, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, just the RPG elements that they do have, like the reason I say this game is uh, more like it's way more fair than the other FromSoft games is they give you those abilities immediately. Like if you can get to them, they will help you out at the very beginning of the game. Like for instance, the first, so I've played the beginning of the game twice. The first time, um, like other FromSoft games, uh, you can kill NPCs, which have story blocks that will just won't you just won't get items and things that you need in the game. So don't kill NPCs in the beginning of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So the second, <laughs> second second time I went through the game, I found the firecrackers. I did not find the firecrackers the first time I went through the game in the early game. Yeah, um, I found the axe instead. Um, so. Finding those firecrackers made the first two bosses like super easy to beat, right? Um, but I would have never, like, I would have never seen that if I hadn't started the game over. I might have never gotten, you know. Um, so just having those things there that enhance your skills is is always a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got um. You got that ability. Hold on, give me one second. This thing is doing something weird. Um, the screen was bothering me. I gotta work this out later. But uh, yeah. So you got uh, all of that stuff adds to the gameplay and the style of the game. So now that you understand the deflection system, because you have to deflect to to tear down people's posture to be able to death stab them. And some enemies you need to death stab them twice. Some enemies you can actually some bosses you can actually sneak up on them and get the first death stab off. And then all you have to do is worry about fighting them and tearing them down to get the death stab on the second one. So it, 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 it switches up the gameplay and there are different tools that you have to use also to defeat some enemies like headless. You can't just like right. run up in there and just start swinging. It's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a method to the madness of the headless boss and other bosses similar. So we were talking about before we explained all of this in-depth shit about this game, 
we were <laughs> you were saying that you had watched me play and you said that our play styles were different. Yeah. And I think because I thought you said I died more than you. you said I dodge more than you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Why would I say you not? That's no, I didn't. I didn't know if I did or if I didn't. I was like, I mean, if I died more than you did, I just did, nigga. Because you know it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> no, nah, 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 nah. nah, hell no. I die. So this is the thing. I die significantly more than you, but I farm way, like way more as well. Ah, uh, um, okay. See, like I. I'm farming right now because I've, I've I've gotten the boss down, so now I need to go back and get the spirit emblems, right? You know, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm just running through the early part of the stage, just running through shit. So what I meant by your play style, um, I don't dodge. Like, I stand in there mm-hmm. um, and do more of the kind of the blade dance. Like, I'm really good at rhythm games. Mm-hmm. And this is, once you get the pattern down, it's a rhythm game. Um, so to me, being able to stand in there and just hear the ping, the bing, 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 and get that in my head is way easier than worrying about dodging. Um, so, and you dodge, like, you you make me want to learn how to do that a little bit more um, because it does look like it is helpful. But for me, I couldn't play the game the way you play. It just, it wouldn't work for me, which is uh, uh, something that you can say as a credit to the games as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what what about your play style? Like, what do you, why do you do that instead of like, like, and you stand in there, right? Like you do. But for instance, there's a boss where there's a lot of jumping involved. <laughs> and, uh, like I use, for instance, there's a green marker that comes on the back of the um, boss's neck to throw your your grappling hook out there and slide through, get some hits on them. I never saw Phenom do that, right? And that's something I do did all the time. So, like, what, what about that play style is you know do you like about? Like dodge and things like that. So this is this is what's crazy to me. Like when I know there was one, I know there's two bosses that the mm-hmm. green emblem came up for you to use the grappling hook. But when you told me that there were multiple bosses that you could use, and I was like, I, because I, I think I have two bosses left in this game to fight. So there's a lot of no, bosses, bro. You can use the grappling hook on every boss. Now, see, I didn't. I have never. I did not know that because I and it's. It's. I guess it's because. I never get far away enough distance on most bosses. Like like the first boss, the first big major boss you encounter if you follow the actual track of the game is the dude riding the horse. And yes. what what killed me about this one, I've watched a lot of people fight this boss on Twitch. What kills me about this boss is, and I didn't even realize this, that people would use the grab people one did not realize how much they they needed to use this grappling hook because he has a move that specifically begs of you to use the grappling hook. And I like that. Please hit me. Yeah, it's 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 from software telling you, training you to use this ability properly. Because as you experience later on in the game, you're going to need to use it. As I experienced, I just realized what they were doing, and I was like, oh, I can use this maybe later. And I realized I I just kind of forgot about it because I never did. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I am not far enough away from the enemies to do it i kind of get my distance to i dodge to get my distance to re-health and to like reset so basically when i dodge that's me resetting every time i dodge 
uh, or jump away. I'm resetting the character the way I want to. That's me like that. That's me kind of letting my cheese simmer and resetting the ball so I can run back (laughs) up in there and start fucking cutting them up. Like I'll I'll tell you when there's a, there's a, there's a enemy in this. That's a beast. There's a huge beast you fight in this game. And is is it one that you have to run away from? No, it's not. It's not that one, which you actually don't have to run away from. I've, there's actually an easier strategy than running away from this enemy or chasing them, which is crazy. I've seen somebody do it, and I'm like, why didn't I do that? Um, from the the one that we, I think we're talking about, you saw me you, you, you saw me fighting you, know. you saw me fight this beast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, what you yeah, missed yeah, yeah. what you missed was later on. I had to fight that beast times two. Oh, okay. okay. And in that fight, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I, I uploaded a video to Facebook by the way of it in in that fight my nerves were so fucking bad that i had to pause the game which again this is another upgrade that they did upgrade that they did so soft from software never lets you pause this game actually lets you pause thank god no online, right like so no online means you can pause the game man i was i'm so glad because i i that in that fight i needed to get up and walk around because my nerves were so fucking bad because the fight was so long it was like 15 minutes and I, I was just, I was like, my nerves are terrible right now. And I was so close to dying. So I had to go and I had to physically reset my chi. but generally in a fight where you see me dodge out the way or step back, I'm recentering the enemy and I'm rethinking my strategy. Like, what am I going to do? Or I'm baiting him like that. Like that's pretty much what I'm doing. So I never get enough distance for that grappling hook to come up. So I've never oh. seen it, and and I'm and I I dodge, but I run in aggressively, and try to deflect as much as possible, which sometimes gets on my nerves because there are enemies whose hits are so strong that despite if you deflect or not, they have oh, they more endurance than you. Stand. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna break your posture. You have to know when deflecting isn't getting the job done, and then there are deflects in the game. There are moves you learn that count as deflects that actually do more posture damage. Then even if you were to perfectly deflect a whole fucking combo, that's like seven hits long. Exactly. So that that right. that stuff is important, but like um, I don't I don't know. Like I mean, essentially, I just kind of learned my strategy. I I played very Dark Souls, Soulish the first couple of bosses. There's a boss named uh, Juzo, and he just got up. He he's a he's a drunk. Basically, he drinks and he, he spits poison at you, and he has a big ass sword. He is just ridiculously huge for no reason. There is a difficult way to fight Juzuo, and there is a very, very cheese, easy way that Sekiro, Sekiro developers wanted you to figure this out to fight Juzuo. And I think that's kind of there for a few bosses. Now, some bosses are just straight up difficult, but there are other bosses that you can absolutely cheese. For instance, the Big Beast boss. If you If you had watched me fight him the second time when I was fighting double, you would have noticed my strategy changed. Because running away from him just extended the fight. Getting up in him, getting up in his grill, that Bro, made the fight I much easier. I was screaming that at you the whole time, but I didn't want to throw you off. But I'm sitting there like, get in there. Right. Because I could, I could see the pattern that you couldn't see yet. And I was just like, get in there. And once you learn the pattern, I was like, oh, my God, he got it. Yeah, it, 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 it's ridiculous. If you watch the fight where I had to fight too, it's like you you I can see the pattern, but then then it becomes a challenge of how long do you when when is the right time to run in there? Because if you run in there at the wrong time, you're gonna get fucked up. 
two way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it took me a while to get heavily aggressive with this game. And I found myself a lot of the times fucking up during the quick action shit, which isn't really quick action because they don't tell you what button to press. They just tell you, get ready to press a button. And I absolutely kept fucking up. So there was, there are bosses that I took down easily, but the fucking mini bosses in this game can tear your ass to shreds. Hey, listen, mini boss my ass. <laughs> Them fucking samurais, dude. Oh no, my no, god. No, no. I'll give you one better. The first time you meet a chicken. <laughs> See, I didn't have that problem. I never hey. had the chicken. I didn't know the chicken thing was a real problem for people because I always stabbed the fuck out of them chickens. Hey, bruh, that chicken, chicken, if they get one hit on you, they will tear you up. I never <laughs> had. I saw the chicken and I was like, I feel like this is the birds from Bloodborne. Let me go ahead and just stab him in the face now. Like, you're not about to crow my face to death. You're not about to bicycle kick me with your talents. Fuck that and shit. You can, and you can parry him. Yeah. That's the, like, that's the best thing about this. Like, so that's why I said everything in this game is about parrying. Like, you can literally parry every move in this game. Like, it, every move. Like, even if it's a kick, it's a punch. From bosses that you didn't think you could parry, you can parry it. You can parry. Like, you actually, there's a boss later on that you fight that uses firearms. You need to parry his gunshots. Yep. To to take know, points I, off I, his posture. Yep, I've seen that fight. Yep, you need to parry his gunshots to take points away from his posture. That does heavy posture damage to him when you parry his bullets. And th- same thing with players, who, um, enemies who use shuriken. Shurikens, when you get later in the game, you have enemies that love to use them against you while flipping and flying around in the air like Street Fighter. And if you're parrying those, you're tearing their posture all the way up. So you got to get used to that. After a while, it just becomes automatic. Like, it, you, instead of blocking... You just become a parry master at everything they throw at you is parry, 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 slice, 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 cut, slice, cut, slice, stab, parry, parry, parry. Like that's pretty much how the game becomes. Cause you, I think a lot of people figured this out later. If you hold down to block the parry button, which I now just refer to it as the parry button instead of the block button. If you hold it down, your posture never starts to reset. It's going to sit where it was the last time they fucked your shit up. And which means they can break your posture much easier if they combo in on you. So for people who just think, oh, I'm just going to block this combo. Yeah, okay, he turn, he tearing your posture up at the same time you block it and your posture ain't going down. So it ain't going to take him but a combo and a half to stun you and then he going to stab the shit out you. Like a lot of people but, didn't figure that but out. But also, also, keep in mind, I, I don't know if you know this or not. You know when you, once your posture is like at its peak or very close to it, if you back up and are still holding block, it actually um, drains your posture meter faster than when you're running around. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like people who just hold the block button, period. Just holding the block button, period, in this game is wrong. It's wrong. Well, no, no, no. No, that's right. Um, for some of it. For some of it. Like, that's what uh, I'm saying. Like, okay. when, you back, when you back up, you're supposed to hold the posture button when you're, like, backing up. Because your posture drains faster when you're blocking. Like, if you're running around and your posture is super high, you're supposed to, like, have your posture... Uh, um, like, okay, I see what you're saying. ...in order to drain it, and then you run through. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be holding block all the time. Absolutely not. Nah. I, I definitely no. don't. So, um, 
what what were what were some of the initial abilities that you, oh I know what I know what it was I know what I forgot to say so you know that grappling hook shit what was frustrating me when people were doing when I would watch Twitch streamers do the grappling shit right they would shoot the grapple out pull themselves into an enemy and wait to attack when they hit the ground and I was like why is everybody yeah. waiting because you know why because that's an ability I didn't know that slicing in the air was an ability oh. I had unlocked it and didn't realize I had unlocked it. So when I fought the first boss on the horse, I fucked oh, him up because every time oh. they, I pulled in with the grappling hook, I was basically doing like a shinobi uh, blade spin all the way in upon grappling. And I would get like five slices on him before he took off. Oh wow! And I was killing his posture. A lot of people did not unlock that ability before they went to fight. So Sarah rewards you for, um, you know, actually like going around the, the levels before coming upon a boss and just finding things and upgrading your skills. And definitely it definitely, you can definitely fuck yourself up by finding a boss and not having unlocked an ability because they have a guy in the game who basically trains you and how to use the most basic abilities and the rest of it, you have to figure it out. But if you don't get those abilities before you go see some bosses, the boss fight is harder because you don't have the ability to break the posture in the easiest way. I did this when I went to a dream realm in the very beginning and had not gotten comfortable using the stop, um, the stop oh, parry for thrust. The, the miracle, the miracle rule or miracary, uh, yeah, counter. I had not, I had not gotten comfortable, comfortable using that counter. Bro, you got to, first of all, as soon as you learn that counter for anybody that plans on buying this game, go in, learn that counter period. You have to learn that count. Yeah. Um, if you don't, these bosses with these with the thrust uh, thrust attacks will always beat you. It's amazing because you have the thrust, you have that one, and then you have the one where you jump, and you can jump off. Because you, I realized very early in the game that you could double jump, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to be used for. And then they show you mm-hmm. that you can use it as a parry. When you, when somebody's like slashes across, you can jump, jump. And then you land. You, when you coming down, you can double jump again off their head, which damages the shit out of their posture. And you can come down slicing, which fucks up their life. And the further you drain their health bar, the harder it is for their posture to go down, or or to or to, to yeah to, to clear up. So their so their re, so their posture is reset again at full posture, like that. You that's what you want to do. A lot of enemies. You have to break their posture by whittling down their health because right. it just won't stay. Like there's definitely an enemy later in the game who has way too much fucking endurance and just constantly is swinging on you and you can deflect all day. But if you're not whittling down this dude's health, he's going to, at some point he's just going to break, he's going to stun you and he's going to slice you up. You have to make sure that his life is going down. So his posture does not drain. His posture just drains too fucking fast. Well, and that's the thing, like, they also give you tools. Like, that's another reason I said it's fair. Um, they give you tools, right? Like, they're not just hanging you out to dry. Um, you can pretty much cheese the to get the tools you need, right? Like, you can cheese the game enough to where now I got, for instance, for me, I ran past a lot of the bosses in the early um, portion of the game. Mm-hmm. And now I have so much of the game unlocked that I have like four or five abilities that I 
didn't know you could get this early in the game now, uh, which have just helped me fly past a bit very beginning of the game, you know. Um, so it's there if you need it, right? Yeah. No, it's it's definitely there. You can like you can run through this game, but I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice not to take on the challenges from enemies in the beginning to just make you a better shinobi. It 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 if you can if you try to run through this shit like that, you're gonna start to encounter enemies later in the game who are absolutely gonna test your deflecting skills. Like um there there are some bastard ninjas in this okay. game later okay. on. They are they are ferocious as as far as like how they move, their combos, their hits come out of nowhere. They never seem to get tired and they are fucking aggressive. They are apps. I, I, I got frustrated the other night playing because I had just beaten a boss who was aggressive. And I'm like, oh, look at this little mini boss, this little bitch ass dude. Man, that motherfucker was so fluid in his movement and his posture was so high. He just, he was a monster. Like he's just, just killing me. And he, in the way the camera moved was a problem. The camera kept losing focus and tracking on him because of the way he moved around me, which made deflecting harder, which means I kept getting caught by bullshit. And when he catches you with something, it really is like the spin kick from Ryu and, (laughs) and, 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 and fucking street fighter, man, you get hit by one kick. You're getting hit by four. There's well, no it, way to cut so, the bounce back. It, it, I love these boss fights too, right? Like that's so to go back to something I really like about this game. I think this game has never gave me. I've never had a game. Well, I, I'll say this: I haven't had a game in a very long time that's given me a hell yeah moment on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. right? Like this game, once you get some shit down, you feel like you are damn invincible. Until you get to the next boss. Like, every time you beat a boss, it's like, I earned that shit, right? Um, and I've never, I, I haven't had this many moments probably since Bushido Blade all those years ago where I'm like, I love the combat. It's rewarding. It's fulfilling. But when I beat this boss, even if it's a mini boss, it's like, yeah, I beat that shit. Come on. Let's, <laughs> like, that was a fight. It doesn't you know, make like, you scared of them later. Right. You're not you're, like that's one thing that I never really got from Dark Souls games. Like if you beat a boss in the very beginning and you you run into that boss later as a main as a character now. He's not a boss anymore. He's just a, a stronger character. You I never felt like, "Oh, I'm not scared of him." I would always be like, "Oh, fuck, not this dude again." And right. I would have to deal with that. In Sekiro, specifically there was there's a boss that's like um the creature with I can't think of what his name's name is from um Soul Calibur that has like the Edward Scissor's hands basically type creature. Oh Voldo. Yeah, there's a character like that in Sekiro that you fight. It's an animal. And I the first time I the first couple of times I fought him, I was like, My God, this motherfucker moves so fucking fast. He's aggressive as shit. And these fucking blades are coming at me from everywhere. Like, how the hell am I and he throws fire? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to beat this dude? And you realize, like, for people who haven't just, you know, you realize that if you do um, the jump kick and land on his head, it ridiculously shatters his posture. So once you do that twice, you can death stab him. It took me a while to figure that out. But once I did, I was like, oh, shit. So when I ran into him again later, and it's not a regular character, it's another mini boss. 
when I ran into him right. again later, I didn't die at all. Like the first time I ran him, I was like, man, I know I got this slight, like deflect, 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 jump, boop, boop. All right. Laying on his head, come back down, slash, 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 deflect, 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 boop, boop, jump, laying on his head, come down, slash, slash, oop, death stab. Okay. Death stab done. Fight's over. Right. And that was it. But before, but before think about it all that time, the first time you fought, I'm like, oh shit. Like even, even single enemies, when I first started fighting them, like if I got too cocky, Sekiro would shut me the hell up. Right. He'd be like, oh, you think you're going to fight these four dudes at one time. All right. Go right ahead. But now I can take on four dudes at one time, like with zero problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a credit to the game um, itself. Yeah, it changes um, the way players fight too. Like when you get like to the simpo where the monks and shit are, you can't fight oh, them the same way you've been fighting shinobis and the other. And when you get to the shinobis that fight like Jin, well, like like that that just hold the samurai sword over them and are very patient and are very calculating in the way they attack you, and those hits hurt, bruh. It the game constantly challenges you to rethink what you've been doing. Cause just cause right. you got just cause you got good at it. Does it mean it's good to use it here? You got to switch it up. And that's why the game never gets boring to me. I, I realized, like, because I'm doing what you're doing now, you know, I'm actually going through. I went from the beginning of the game last night and just ran through all the way up into the, like, the Ashino Reserve or Reservoir area because I could without dying. I'm just like, I'm just going to run through this whole shit and, you know, because I'm trying to collect these skill points. So I'm trying to find the hardest enemies in the game to fight that are regular enemies. Yeah. Because that's the best way to get more skill points. And I think that's another rewarding aspect of these games. That's the, like, you finally feel confident in your Shinobi skills. Like, you learned how to do shit. You mastered it. You are a Shinobi warrior, and you can run through the game like this. And it took a grind to get there. You didn't just get special abilities that made you better. You got skills that helped you, of course. But they didn't make you better at deflecting. They didn't make you better at attacking. They didn't make you better at your reaction time for for quick action stuff. And that you, you had to learn all of that on your own by dying. It's a bit more rewarding dying in this game and learning from yes. those deaths than in a previous Dark Souls games. Like, I don't know how From Software was able to do that, but man, they, they did it. Like They held enough meetings in the room and brainstormed so they came up with this child, this genius child system that makes everything feel fresh and does not take too many steps away from what people love their games for. Well, also I'm, I'm really curious to go back and play Bloodborne now to see if it's been there the whole time. And I just ain't been fucking paying attention. Right. Like I wonder if they devise this system or if they just highlighted a system that's always been there. And we, as um, you know, the players that already had, a meta and all that kind of set up. Um, did we miss that? This has been there the whole time, right? Well, you know, Bloodborne did that initially. Remember that Bloodborne punished people who were used to blocking and putting up shields <laughs> in Dark Soul games. But, but what's funny is if you play Bloodborne first and beat the game, and then you go play Dark Soul games, I guarantee you you'll have a less difficult time than somebody who comes from Dark Souls to Bloodborne. Bloodborne, oh, Bloodborne wants you to be more aggressive. Bloodborne wants you to be able to dodge and parry better because you don't get shields. Which means when you start playing Dark Souls, Dark Souls the introduction of um, better vitality and better defense uh, armor and shit that you can put on, on top of being able to now use a shield 
with a big ass weapon will make you just a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Sekiro kind of is very, is definitely more relative to Bloodborne because you got the mechanics of if you're aggressive, then you get life back. Um, right. Parrying is basically rewarded while blocking is punished. You know, dodging and being able to maneuver around your character helps you versus hurting you and you want to be fast because the characters are fast. It definitely has a lot. I, like, I definitely think you're hitting on something with Bloodborne was like a test case for Sekiro for them and Bloodborne was very well received so Sekiro like Sekiro was like yo we gotta we've gotta make sure we get this right because Sekiro as the new Tenchu could be phenomenal oh Oh, man listen as somebody that um considers himself you know like I was talking to uh Dose or Aaron Rand Freeman um about this how our generation was is the video game generation Right, like we have literally known video games our entire life. Yep. Like they were made in like ninth. I was born in '83. I think the first Pac-Man came out in what, like '79 or '80, uh, somewhere around there. Um, so, like, I consider myself somebody that's seen everything. In the way that you said, this is a Tenchu game. This is the. That's exactly what it is. Um, it is a modern day Tenchu game, just because it has the. Uh, stealth element in there as well, right? So I like that was a spot on analysis, bro, and I I forgot to uh, tell you that last time we talked about it. No, I think that I think there were two players back in the day when we were coming up. You were a Ninja Gaiden nigga, or you were a Tenchu nigga. I was a Tenchu nigga. I didn't understand the difficulty of Ninja Gaiden until much later because I had never really played one because I never took the time to stealth and Shrukins and Tenchu and running across buildings with that grappling hook was my shit. So yep. I played every Tenchu game. Like, I was on top of it. And Tenchu rewarded you for being good at stealthy kills and punished you for thinking that you could just run up in the middle of a fucking samurai uh, party and pull your sword out on everybody. Like, who wanted to come get it? It did not reward you for that. It punished the shit out of you for it. And I think Sekiro does a very good job of, in the beginning, punish you for punishing you for not killing the, as many enemies as possible before taking on the main dude you should be focusing on. They're, they put a uh, they put a mini boss very early in the game after the ogre, like literally after the ogre. That is testing your. They are testing your common goddamn shinobi sense. Should you run out in the middle of this and fight this guy with two guys with guns and a bunch of other enemies with sword and some stupid ass thing ring some gullum looking motherfucker ringing a ding ding bell, or? Should you use the high grass in the corner, the wall cliff on the side, the other wall cliff on the side, to jump down from the side, to grapple from the tree? Should you be using these things to take out as many of these enemies as possible and then get a free death stab on this guy standing there before you have to go into a full deflect and parry with him? And also, did you learn the mirror carry counter? Because if you didn't, he's you difficult. Need to go learn that shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's difficult. The jump one, and the, it's funny with the jump one because you have to. Sometimes you have to jump into the person to get it to work yes. properly. Sometimes just jumping straight up will allow you to fall into a grab, and after that, you're fucked. Well, so for me, it's it's it is really counterintuitive, right? Like, because you're always thinking about parrying and going back, right? But for me, the stomp is the one that I like, right? Like, so. Being able to do the stomp consistently will shatter anybody's posture and like 
two hits. Um, and that's all because of the fact that it rewards you for playing dangerously. Like you have to push into that stop too. Just mm-hmm. like you have to push into the uh, the flip or the jump. Um, but the stop is more de- definitive, right? Like you only get one shot at it. Um, so doing that and learning that, if you can get that timing down, you can beat any boss in this game. Period point book. So um like we've been we've been talking about this gameplay and, and, and shit like that. Like not 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 necessarily this. I don't think you can spoil this game. Came out on March, like March twenty second. There's pretty much videos for it everywhere. Dudes have dudes are ng three plus in this game at this point. It is one of the highest uh, streamed games on Twitch right now. It's like in the top five. Uh, and I don't, I don't think you can really spoil anything us talking about it since there aren't any other podcasts really discussing it like that. Um, let's yeah, get into these bosses, dog. I haven't, heard any, uh, I haven't heard any podcast come at it from the way we've been coming at it either. Nah. Like, I think I think a lot of people have been coming at it from is this a versus that's like from soft versus bloodborne versus Sekiro, and that's not what it is is no at all in my opinion so um like just some of your like what were what was one of the bosses so let's let's do it like this what was a boss that gave you one hell of a fucking time and then what was a boss that you may have defeated by accident or figured out the strategy by accident so for me, it's been really interesting. Um, and I, I want to go and make sure I'm, cause I'm looking at, I want to make sure I look at my travel log to see where I'm at. Cause this is by far the furthest I've been in this game. But I also, like I said earlier, I had to start the game over, um, which made me learn the game a lot more. So right now I am, and you'll be able to tell, I'm at the, I've had the Harada States and the Sheena House Corps open. But on the Sheenum, I'm all the way down to the Gate Fortress, right? And then at at the Harada State, I'm all the way down to the hall where it's on fire. Mm -hmm. So I've, like, flew through many bosses that I didn't even try and fight. Um, But the first boss that gave me some shit, um, it was the horse boss. Um, Because the first time I, I got there, I didn't have the firecrackers. So wait, wait, which boss? Wait, which boss? The first, the first main boss in the game. The ogre? Um, no, well, oh, you talking about the oh, no, no, the horse boss. Okay, okay, the okay. Front, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was fighting him, I didn't have firecrackers the first time, so I was relying on using my uh, grappling hook to get those free hits in. Um, having these firecrackers, dog, is like a cheat code. Like, you can literally just throw the firecrackers in front of the horse. He stops whatever he's doing for, like, 15 seconds, and you just hit him in the butt. Mm-hmm. And learning that and getting comfortable with that, um, like, felt really, really good. Um, but the one, <laughs> the first ogre, bro, I did that totally by accident. Like, just straight up by accident. Um, I was running doing my usual, just trying to see how fast and far I could get, seeing if there were any secrets. And I saw that green whip uh, come out. Uh, and I was like, oh, let me see if I can let me see if I can grapple to him. And I found that I could do it. Wow, wow, wow. Two more times and he was down. Hmm. And that's, that's how I learned to fight the holders. You know, like, it was ridiculously easy. Um, and it was because I paid attention. You know, if I hadn't paid attention to that um, green marker, 
I might have never learned how to fight them correctly you know, mm-hmm. or an easier way. What about you, though? I'm, I'm curious to hear this. The boss that took me the longest to beat, um, it, it's it's got to be pretty close. And this, is, this is so stupid. It's got to be pretty close between that fucking bull and um, it's between the bull and probably... I want to say a uh, Jinichiro Ashina because Jinichiro Mishina <laughs> is, is basically like, do you know how to stomp and do you know how to jump? Because if you don't, you're not going to beat me. That is just, and I'm going to move much faster than you anticipate. He has a lot of actions that just come out of nowhere. Like you see him setting up or you think you think he's setting up and bef- and while you're thinking, he slashes you across the face. He's ridiculously fast. He's hella strong. And his weapon is long, so he's all over the place all the time. It, it was right. it was a very frustrating fight. And you have to run through all these enemies to get through him first, literally to get up to the top of the hill to be able to do the early death stab and then start the fight. And you don't want to trigger the other enemies. I mean, I got to the point where I would just run straight through the enemies, jump across the cliff. Wait till they stop looking for me, jump up there, death stab him, and the fight begins, and hope I didn't trigger any of the enemies down there to come up and join the fight, because they fucking will, and it just... And and they always do. It makes it more difficult. They're going to see you. (laughs) Yeah, and the the, the, the bull, though, man, I think I spent like... I think I spent like four hours on that fucking bull, and it was just... I was so frustrated with that goddamn fight. I had beat... I, I beat the bull. It took me four hours... And then the boss after, or I had just beat the other boss and I didn't have any problems with him, but that goddamn bull, man, I was so mad fighting him. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like, Ashley was like, you might need to turn it off. Cause you like really mad right now. I was like, you girl, you don't understand. I'm so goddamn mad at this cheap ass. I hate cheap fights like that because yeah. I don't, because I don't like to fight cheap in video games. So when you're basically telling me that there's a bull and I need to chase him around and slice his ass. And oh, you you know what else? You know what else made that fight really difficult? And this is just this is just dumb. I didn't know how to run, so I had oh, I had oh been going God. through the whole game. Right, I had oh, been going so through the whole game not running, and I did not realize that I didn't know how to run until I needed to run oh, from this bull. Wait, wait, wait! You pulled an errand on Bloodborne. Remember, remember we were just playing you. So I was like, yo, how do you run? <laughs> Bruh, I felt so stupid when I was like, I was like, wait, you can, I can run. And once I realized I, w- I can run, I started chasing them around. Like I thought I had gotten so used to just walking fast, but not actually running that I didn't think the mechanic was in the game and it didn't bother me. I just can like, like I didn't run from the Python cause I didn't know I could run. Oh, oh that sounds awful. But I, I didn't, I didn't like, I actually didn't have a problem with it. Like I got away from it after like three tries, but I didn't know I could run. Oh yeah, no, that sounds terrible. It was dumb. It was hella stupid, bro. Like I, I was like, wait, why did not learn how to run before I got into this? And then uh, a Jinichiro way of the Tomo, that motherfucker having two lives pissed me off. Like when I finally beat him, and I finally I was like, yes, and then he got back up. I was like, you motherfucker. And he had that yeah. lightning ability, and I remembered reading that shit on the wall, and I was like, what this got to do with anything? And I went upstairs and he had that shit. I was so goddamn mad, dog. But this, the, once I figured out, and, and they don't let you, the lightning is the only thing they introduce in the game where they don't train you with it. He is the training for how to do deflect lightning. And it didn't make any sense how they were explaining how to deflect it. I was like, how is that a deflection? 
essentially they're like get hit by the lightning then press a button and you basically disperse the lightning back out into the world and i was like that's not a deflection that's absorbing that, that like that that's ridiculous but once i did it i was like oh yeah. hell yeah oh hell yeah. yeah like it kills his posture i was like oh fuck yeah D- do that lightning again bitch and he and he did it like two more times death stab yeah i, man, I celebrated it's so rewarding dog like it's it's like those moments that you just don't really get in video games anymore like especially if you're good at video games right like i've been playing video games for a very long time i can break a video game down in two seconds right like i know you i don't have to run through any instructions like i know when i'm getting when i buy a game um and this is the like this is the first game in a very long time where i've had to be like huh well that was unexpected um, like the first time I learned that I could parry anything and I parried, um, like it's basically the first ogre. You do that WWE, he does that WWE, like jump kick and you parry it. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> um, and just moments like that throughout the game, man. Like I just can't speak highly enough of the game itself and the gameplay itself, man. It is. It's a lot going on in this in this game, and I think it's a lot of stuff that make it exciting to play. And there's a lot of stuff that'll frustrate you, like this Lone Shadow Valhand, fuck that motherfucker, and fuck Lone Shadow Mansanga, the Spear Bearer, fuck both of them. They they some assholes. The and and I I had asked you if there was an enemy that you beat by accident, and for me, the one that I beat by accident. Oh my God, there's another bull. The one that I beat by accident was the Armored Warrior. I had really? no idea how to beat this motherfucker because I that honestly the reason my deflecting is so good now is because I deflected him like I deflected and beat his posture down like eight times in a row and did no damage on him whatsoever and I was like what the ever loving fuck is going on and then I accidentally deflected him in a corner and I did a jump kick and pushed him off and he fell over the edge and died and I was like nigga Right, like, <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> it was like, so all I had to do was trick this motherfucker into running off the edge, and that would have been, and which I have watched people since do on YouTube, and it pisses me off every time I see it. I'm like, do you know I fought, I tried to fight this dude like five times before I realized I needed to deflect and push him off the edge? Bro, do you know you can do that with any enemy in the game? Like, all, in, all the enemies have um, frames where they will fall off the edge. Like, if, if, you, if they have an edge, you you will, they can fall off. Yeah, I'm wild. not surprised. I just, I, and, and what's funny about Sekiro is I've gotten so used to running into bosses by accident or mini bosses. Like, I'm going mm. through this list of mini bosses and I'm like, I feel like I fought most of these dudes, but I can't remember if I did or not because I'll fight them, kill them, and go on by my business. Right now, but in the beginning, even now, um, well, in the early to mid part of the game they're still throwing concepts at you halfway through the game you know if you go look um, up the bosses they're only like tw- like maybe it looks like they're about 15 main bosses but there are like yeah. 30 mini bosses <laughs> there are a ridiculous amount of mini bosses in this game and I'm okay with that right like cause that's the thing those mini bosses are essentially just spread out tutorials for the bigger bosses in the end. And you some know, of them are just some of them are just right. sad creatures like the Miss Noble. I don't know what the fuck his purpose is at all. So 
I do want to go back to the snake for a second. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's making some bullshit. It is. And it's trash the way they introduce it. Like, they, it's no way in hell that you should be running from that snake that early in that game. Like, it was, it's, it's cheap. Like you said earlier, it's just super cheap. Um, and I did not appreciate it one bit. Um, I, I understand why you're frustrated, but here's the thing. I, when I first ran into it, first of all, it scared the shit out of me. Like that, that shit scared the, like, I remember, I remember one of the, one of the questions that they kept asking the developers of it, of the game was, are they going to be monsters and creatures in this? Like there are in dark souls. Cause they hadn't really seen any in the trailers. And the first time you see that big fucking snake, you're like, what the fuck? And the way I saw it was I jumped through the air. I didn't even see him come up in the corner. I was too busy grappling back and forth between the mountains and I grappled across to go down and that motherfucker unloaded on me and basically snatched me out the air and threw me into a corner. I was fucking scared. I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I seen him. I was like, Oh my God, what the hell is this? He was like security. I was not a hell. It, it was like, it was, it was, it just gave me all this energy. I'm like, Oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I understand you saying that it's, it's some bullshit for them to put it in the game that early, but dog, go watch other people go through that experience and you completely understand why they put it in the game that early. It is beautiful to watch people not realize that that snake is there when yeah, it pops up. I mean, it's, I mean, it sucks, right? Like it's there for a reason, right? Oh, hell it's, yeah. to teach you. It's, it's there to teach you, right? Like, you hey. know, I've seen people run through the snake and not stab him in the eye. Wow. Yeah. Really? I've, well, I've, I've seen it. You know, like I've seen no. dudes just run. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't stab him. I, I just ran. Oh, I absolutely stabbed the shit out of him. Like I didn't know I could. I was hiding, and his eye popped up, and it was like stab. And I was like, "Oh, for real?" And I stabbed him right in the pupil. I wonder if I get something different. If that's gonna affect my game. Not sure. Because uh, yeah, I definitely did not stab him in the eye. Um, so you only I'm ran into him person. once. So you you only ran into the snake once. Yeah, I ran into him the first time. I know you, you ran into him multiple times, but yeah, the first time I've only run into him in that first cave. Have you watched? Have you watched anybody else run into him the second the second time down in like the poison swamp area? Mm-mm. Okay, don't and see if you can figure out how to get past that motherfucker because there's an there's an ability that you need to have to do it, and if you don't, he is not gonna let you through. Like he is. Of through, he is waiting for you to attempt. He like, come and try me. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It's like it's like challenging somebody in a dodgeball. You got a dodgeball, they got a dodgeball, and both of them is they like, okay, who gonna throw? Because if you Yo, miss, oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying because he's he's looking at you like I dare you to try to come through here and score. So I have a question. When did you? Because a lot of people have been saying again with the comparison to, to Bloodborne um, that this one is completely different in a lot of ways. When did you realize this was a Bloodborne kind of game? Like, this was a From game. Like, for me, it was the first time you are by Genshiro, and you got that big-ass sword, and if you sneak up behind him, you can meet that NPC, and all of a sudden, you got a person fighting with you. You talking about Juzuo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... that's dope, right? Like I was like, oh, this this is a Bloodborne game, right? Like this is a From game. Yeah, that's the, you can absolutely cheese the fuck out of Juzuo too with that dude's help. Um, oh yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, you can it's insane kill all the ninjas. <laughs> no, nah, dog. Nope. You ain't even got to do that. Not even necessary. Absolutely not necessary. Oh, wow. You can, you can pull Juzuo can, and this is where from software is challenging you to think like a Shinobi. Um, there are two guys in the corner that you can take out, um, over on the, over like hiding in the building. And when you take them out, somebody realized that Juzuo gets alerted before anybody else gets alerted over there. You can pull him towards you, get a death stab on him. Cause if you notice there's a rock that you can sit up on, you can get a death stab on him and then you can lure him cause he's going to be pissed. You can continue to lure him into the water. And when he gets in the water, run over to the guy and to the NPC and run his ear real quick. And then he'll come and he'll help you fight him. And you and he'll be, you and Tim will be fighting Juzuo by himself while the other enemies just stand there unalerted and you can fuck him up in like a minute. It's insanely easy because all you, you can slice the shit out of him. And when he comes after you, the other guy's going to slice the shit at him. He's going to turn around and focus on him and you can go back to fucking him up without any worry. It's dumb. Wow. E- it's dumb easy. Yeah, I never would have thought of that because well, I saw the rock right. Like, so what I did, um, I, I cleared everybody out um, because it was just easier to do it that way. And by by this point, I'm strong enough and I'm confident enough in my parries that I was taking like two and three people on at a time. Um, so when I, I, I took everybody else out, um, I then snuck up behind them in the swamp. Or dog, you can get the whatever sugar it is that makes you uh, like uh, invisible, basically, you can literally just walk up behind him and get that stab in. Because mm-hmm. he just goes right back to his posture. Like, he doesn't do anything else but stand there. So you can get one death step in, and then you can call uh, the NPC over, and y'all can mess him up. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, like, this game just, it rewards you for being creative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I know we differ on this, and I'm, I'm really curious to see why, because uh, I haven't fleshed it out with you yet. Um, I want an online mode, right? <clears throat> but I want a one-on-one style fighting game type of one-on-one like Bushido played. Give me all the powers I have now. Make it fair. Give me two pips. You get two pips. And it's just like you having a boss fight. You know, like I think that would go over so well in this game specifically. So like I, and I get what, I get what you're saying. Here's the thing. I don't understand. I don't trust the response times um, for that. And, and, and I'm sure it should be better, but I just don't necessarily get comfortable playing games like that, which is weird because I'm actually also looking forward to, they are. They were doing a remake of like a Samurai Warrior or something like that game that's coming out, and it's essentially, it's not Samurai Warriors. It's something else, but it's essentially. Oh, you're talking all about the Samurai Showdown. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Samurai Showdown. Oh, yeah. I already got that pre-order, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because I played. That was another one I played the shit out of when I was a kid. Um, and I'm I, I want to play the hell out of it, and it's ba- That's basically the game that you're asking for. It just doesn't have the direct deflecting. I understand what you're saying about being able, you and another person challenging your deflection skills and using your abilities and whatnot against each other. That would be a dope concept, and I'm not against it. I just don't need it. That that's that's where I'm at. I just don't need it. 
So, yeah, I understand that. But, like, Samurai Showdown is more of a fighting game than I even want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want, I, I want a sword fighting game um, specifically, which I know I've uh, invoked this a couple times, but um, Bushido, Bushido Blade, excuse me, Bushido Blade was probably one of my favorite games of all time, um, even now. And the thing that made it st- stand out was that it was uh, a one-on-one fighting game, right? Like, no other game could say that, hey, it's you and you. Y'all have the same set of moves. You might have a spear. You might have a sword. If you're good at what you're good at, you will win this game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's what I think this does well as a as a game for NPCs. So I don't see why I wouldn't do well for, you know, like an online capability. Um, I just, I don't, I, you're right. I don't need it, but it will be something that will be on my wish list. No, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And again, I don't think it's a bad concept. I don't think it's a bad thing to request. And if they add it, I'm all for it and I'll go online and I'll try it out. Like it, it, right. it could be fun, but it's just not, it's just not something I need. That's, that's the only thing think- I'm at right now. It's, it's so much other stuff to do in this game. There's so many bosses and stuff. And I, I, from software, it's always been iffy with me with their um, multiplayer stuff. I never like Dark Souls online shit. I don't understand the frame oh, rate or any of that shit, man. It's terrible, dog. I don't get it. Um, like, I don't understand how dudes be hitting me, but they're not moving. Like, I'll just get hit, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's because by now, like, by the time we started playing, remember, like, the first wave of Dark Souls games, I don't know when you started playing them, but I didn't start playing them until probably two years in, right? So, like, the invasion system was all off and glitched up by that point. Um, so, when they when I finally got to Bloodborne and I saw their invasion system, I was like, oh, this makes way more sense, you know? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on in the Dark Souls. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. One bit. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, you know, it 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 is that where it's at. But yeah, I wasn't fucking comfortable. I wasn't comfortable with that at all. And it definitely would be them doing this again on their own. So I I don't necessarily trust them at this point. I well, wish I did, but I don't really. So it, it, well, we'll I, just, I, I, I would I would hope that they at least thought about it as an option, right? <laughs> because they have to be doing something else. Is famous for their DLC. They got to be doing something, right? They can't just leave this game alone, right? It took too long to come out. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what kind of DLC they kind of come up with. You think? Do you think they're going to do DLC? I'm curious. Um, I I think with From Software, if enough people ask, they'll do it. Mm, okay. Right. So I'm pretty much like, hey, if, if a bunch of people start getting in their ear about it, they're going to be all over it. Because they're so used to doing it, like, why would you not do it? Right. But if they don't have to do it, then they might not do it. By the way, um, live on the air, just ran into my first ghost. That didn't go well. So you ran it. Oh, wait, you ran into a what? The first, the first headless. Oh, you, did you run into headless by accident? Did you go down into the cave? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that didn't go well. So there's there's another way <laughs> to get to headless. I know what to use now. Well, because I, I got three of them. Oh, you talking the divine confetti, or yes, are you talking got, about the purple stuff? The divine confetti. 
So you only, I think you only need to cast the fire confetti like once and you can really drill into him. But, um, just, just to let you know, there's another way to get to him. So you might want to look for that while you're down there, because that could be an easy way for you to not have to go the long way. But, uh, yeah, duh. I didn't, yeah, I tried the long way. Long yeah. I, way I didn't fight him until I found the long, till I found the shortcut. Like I refused to fight him until I found the shortcut way later in the game. And it's there. See, see. Sekiro has these 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 hidden things in the game that make you feel stupid when you realize how they work because the game literally be telling you to do shit and you be like why would I do this here I can do this anywhere else but when you do it there then all of a sudden some special shit happens and you're like man so y'all was literally telling me to do some shit because it was a secret and I didn't know because I thought it was a regular shit at least you ain't gotta read the damn uh, item descriptions anymore and they vague as uh D- descriptions ye old bloodborne passage 85 meet the woman third window to the left and it'll be all kinds of bullshit right? yeah, i like absolutely do not miss that dog i don't miss it at all don't miss so it happy. one bit they can have like, that just tell, me, tell me what i need to do so i can do it yeah they'd be like read this item description i'll be like nah i'm good <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get into that. Like I don't get into the Lord like that, man. So when everybody's like, "You got to do that," uh, all right. I don't really though. Like I really don't really. So it, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Though. Yeah. This game. This game by far is my one of my favorite fun games. Like top to bottom, I think that it is a masterclass in how to do one of these games. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's, it's it's not easy, you know, at all to pull these off and they continuously um, pull them off. So now they're G's at this shit, bro. Un- undeniably. Yeah. They are, they are beast at this shit. Like kudos um, to them. What, what a world we live in. Um, that the, remember when video games only came out like twice a year? Nigga. I can't keep <laughs> up. I tried, listen, I tried, I tried. So, so, so I'm kind of disappointed because I wasted money on a lot of games that I've just kind of, resolve myself to the fact that I've never really played them. Monster Hunter is one of them. I don't like the online shit. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to have to play with other people. I don't want to have to do so, it. So, I'm mm, I feel like if you bought Monster Hunter, wait, did you buy it on Xbox or PS4? I got it on PS4 cuz I got it on sale. See, that's the thing. If you would got it on Xbox, we had a strong like community and if somebody was always on, but it was it was sh- trust me, I was watching. It was short lived because I was like, I, I didn't initially buy because I was like, let me see how long these niggas actually play this shit hard, and they, and y'all didn't right. play it hard that long. So when I saw oh, when I, 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 I got four hundred hours in it, I mean, it, I mean, I mean over a period of time, not in a short no, period I mean, of time. I, I got, I, mean, I played that straight. Like, oh, I didn't, you I might have been the only one, one then, bro. Because when I started checking, no, I was like, Aaron, I don't see a lot of other people. Aaron I got like six hundred dollars in here right now. Oh well, I must have I must have slept on it then because I thought that I when I was looking I was like I ain't see a lot. Of, same same thing with the division. I was like I was gonna cop the division. Oh yeah. But then oh, I was yeah. like, that's, if that's these the niggas ain't playing, um, I just regret it because I got there's so many games that like are out that I'm never gonna beat the division. It's right? I don't. Like, that's my. Own. I want like I want to play fighting games with people. Like I want to do like Tekken. And Soul Calibur with niggas, and I play those games online. Even Mortal Kombat. I'm looking at Mortal Kombat right now. Everybody talking about they gonna get it, but see, niggas talk a whole lot of shit, and then they don't get it, and it's like, bro, I'm not getting this shit to play by myself. 
like or to play random dudes online or trying to play with the homies and shit but y'all niggas ain't really copying these games and then y'all hopping from game to game to game so i've kind of just resolved myself to my first person just like i do i still haven't played horizon dawn i started horizon i started i got it late i started horizon and then Sekiro dropped, and you know what happened is immediately when Sekiro dropped, I put Horizon down. And but you asked me earlier for us to talk about what games we've been playing, so we we might as well get into that to close out the show. Um, I was playing. I had I had a Switch for like eight months and didn't really. Oh play yeah, it. you said you you didn't touch it, right? I didn't touch like, it. It was it was just chilling. Like I didn't touch it. I didn't really play it. I was I knew I was gonna keep it. But I wasn't really doing nothing with it, right? So then I got Bayonetta, too, because I never got to play it because it was on the Wii U, and I'm a Bayonetta fan. Bayonetta 2 is cool, but I didn't like... I think the story is ridiculous, and it gets very repetitive towards the end of the game. So I played it for a while, and then I stopped. It's, It's definitely not as good as the first one. So I stopped playing it, right? And then I put my Switch back. And then they around Christmas, they did the, you know, buy these games... You know, games are like twenty dollars and nineteen dollars. There's usually like fifty dollars and shit. So one of the switch, the re- one of the reasons I brought the switch was for Xenoblade Chronicles, and yes. I found Xenoblade on sale for like twenty five bucks at Walmart. I also copped Forza, and I copped Soul Calibur. So I was like, these are gonna be the games I play when it gets when you know I'm, I'm gonna play a little bit of xenoblade and play some forza i'm gonna be racing and i'm gonna play some soul caliber and da, da, da. so i started off with soul caliber because i played like 30 minutes of xenoblade and i was like this is kind of weird and I, I don't know if i like yeah, it well that's what the xenoblade game is yeah i was like right? i don't know if i like this so i started playing soul caliber and i played soul, Cal- soul caliber online did my whole creative player i was having fun etc and then I went back and I tried playing Xenoblade again. And I was like, I'm going to, like, one Saturday, I just got really timid and was really not in the mood to move. So I just played Xenoblade. And I played it for, like, four hours straight. And I got into the, um, I got deeper into the mechanics, right? Because the game really teaches you how to do the whole um, RP, the, the JRPG elements of this game, why they're different. And I got fucking sucked into it, dog. Like, I just... I didn't play it's my PlayStation. <clears throat> I didn't play my PlayStation. I didn't play my Xbox. Only thing I was playing was my Switch. And I was taking this shit upstairs and playing it in my bed at night. I was playing it on the big TV during the day. I think I put like 250 hours into Xenoblade. Hmm. That's yeah, all that's I was playing. Right. That's not about right. You could probably put more in. Oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. I just I just started playing Sekiro. Oh, well, fair. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm nowhere near done with uh Xen- I played it. I was supposed to beat the game in like like 40 hours or something. I'm telling you I got like 200 hours in this game and I'm not close to being done yet. Like I think I'm t- yeah, I think I'm in the third part of the game, like the third half or like the the third act, but like it's going to sit there till I pick that shit back up and I might not touch that shit till I get back on a plane to go to San Diego Comic-Con to be quite honest. That that's a that's a good plane uh game. Yep. That's a hell of a plane game. Uh, since we're talking about Switch, um, my my Switch has been burning a hole lately with so many good games, man. Have you played, like, it's been a lot of indie games, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm really big on indie games. There's a, a game called Baba Is You. Have you seen that? Baba, no, not Baba Is You, no. It, it's called Baba Is You. Baba Is uh-huh. You. Oh, okay, I see it. 
So Baba is You is a puzzle game, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's more of a logic. So for you doing what you do, you'll appreciate this. It's more of a logic puzzle. So like, for instance, one of the things it would be like, Baba is you. But you can move the words around. So you can move Baba is and then like say it's a win in the corner. You could say Baba is win. So now you've won that puzzle. Like in the, in this all these different ways. That's weird. To get out of these Yes, it's so good, bro. Like some of these puzzles are diabolical, but once you beat them, it's like, oh man, I, I couldn't believe like for instance, there's a puzzle where there I think it says Baba is you and then there's a wall. Um like the word wall and mm-hmm. you can move that around and say Baba is wall you're supposed to get through the wall so since Baba is wall you win you know like it's, it's, it's things like that that make you think outside the box um, and I think it's a fantastic game um, along with uh, the uh, uh, Zelda I, I did my replay through Zelda which mm-hmm. is fantastic fucking fantastic no i can definitely see that so that's that's another one that again i was gonna pick i was gonna pick wait, it up wait, wait, hold, hold up i hold ain't up. played it no stop everything i ain't played it you tell me you have not played the the, the breath Zelda. of the wild nope yeah nope breath of, breath of the wild is a game of the generation dog. haven't played it man like they had no interest to pick it up and never picked it up well you know what you just did right I'm about to be on you like I was on you about for near, yeah. Because that game is another game that is one of my games of the generation. I saw not, everybody not- spazzing for it, like giving it all the props and the kudos, the true love, shedding tears. I seen it and I was like, I just don't have the interest, man. When I get the interest, maybe I'll pick it up. But I'm not about to pay forty five dollars, fifty dollars for a game that I don't have no interest in right now and the time to play it. I didn't have no time. I looked up. There's a moment in that game where you see a mythical creature that you did not believe should be in that game and they give you no, like, it's just casually in there. You're like, hmm, well, what the fuck is this game? Right? Um, and I, I, I genuinely can't wait till you play that one. So, um, and I did go through my, my yearly uh, playthrough of Mirror. I beat it um, probably two months ago um, for the fifth time. Still a game of the generation. We still gonna have that conversation. Um, but yeah, man, all these new games, man, just back and forth coming out. Like, I have Xbox Game Pass. It's probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, Xbox Game Pass for the money mm-hmm. is probably the best value you could ever get. Like, put it this way. These games were just recently added, right? Marvel versus Capcom, Halo 5 Guardians, Gears of War 4, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That all just came out. Most some of those games came out like three months ago. Crackdown 3, Forza, Just Cause 4. Like these games are all on here for me to download. Mm-hmm. If you don't if you don't have that, it's it's like Netflix. Dog. You should probably just have it. A yearly subscription. I've thought about it, but again, I I'm at this point I'm playing like two games a year. It's it's ridiculous. I can't. Yeah. 
I find yeah, these games and I get addicted to them. I am. It, I'm, I'm, I get these games and I start playing them and I get hooked into them. Like the last game I played hard was Zeno. Before that, it was Spider Man. And like I can actually run down to you how hard I was playing some of these games and why I just, my backlog is crazy. God of War, unbeaten. Uh, Horizon Dawn, unplayed. Neo, you know how long I played Neo. I played Neo Neo for for like 110 hours, which in Neo time, which in in regular lifetime, 110 hours in Neo is a thousand hours in any other game. That game will burn a hole in your psyche. Wait, so you haven't played Devil May Cry Five yet? Then. Nope, ain't touched the demo. Jeez. I didn't even do it. I didn't even. I didn't even tempt myself. I was like, I'm not even gonna do it because if I play this demo, I'm gonna buy it, and then I'm not gonna play it. Uh, it's so good. It's I know. so fucking good. I know, but it's I was so like, good. if I play this, I'm not gonna buy it. So this is the thing. There is a point where they, you know, this. It's not even a spoiler. They they refilmed the cutscenes as live action. And you can play those live action cutscenes instead of the regular cutscenes once you beat the game. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you go look up one of those cutscenes from live action. Just type type in DMC live action cutscene cutscene DMC five, bruh. Go watch one of those. You'll you'll crack up. Fantastic. Um, I believe you, but I know I'm gonna mess myself up if I do this shit. <laughs> bro, they have the VFX in and everything, bruh. Like they be, they 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 literally have the voice actors actually on a soundstage acting it out with cardboard props, bruh. It's so good, <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, man, the, what a time to be alive, bruh. What a time to be alive for video games. Right exactly. Now, right? Like it just it's just fun out here, man. And I hope everybody is enjoying this shit because it's not. It's just it's just fucking fun out here. With all these damn games, dog. Bro, I have on my Xbox right now. I've had Xbox came out what, five years ago, six years ago. Mm-hmm. In that in that time frame, I have two hundred and eighty nine games downloaded on my Xbox. Downloaded with about a hundred and sixty five more ready to install. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it's it's Don't lit be- out here. Don't be like me. Be better than me. <laughs> you can tell them, but they won't believe, bro. It is let right. out here. Right. So. so. All right. Um, I think we pretty much ran through the gamut for yeah, this Sekiro shit. So, I don't know, man. We'll see how you progress. Like I said, I thought I thought I would have beat most of these mini-bosses. I think I I think I went, ran through more mini-bosses than major-bosses because I just looked at Alyssa Major bosses, I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Like, who the fuck is that? So, you might not be that far in the game. No, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty fucking deep. I'm telling you, dog, I should have paid more attention because it. Yeah, I've been everywhere. I feel like I've been everywhere in this game because even when I look at where the boss, these bosses are that I haven't fought yet, I think it's because I haven't been talking to the kid. Like I just stopped oh. talking to him, but I kept running through every other world, finding oh, all so these back roads and shit. Have you been curing the NPCs? You talking about dragons with the dragon stuff? Yeah, yeah. With the dragon rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I was about to say you can't progress in certain story missions with 
if they're sick. No, I've, I've, I have let no one die from Dragon Rot. Um, I'll get, get to the boss battle that fucks me up and ends up sending, getting people sick with the cough, cough, you know, with whooping cough, dragon whooping cough or whatever. And once I beat that boss, then I'll, I'll drop a, a tear, a dragon tear or whatever, a dragon drop and go ahead and cure everybody in the world. And then go talk to him immediately. <laughs> oh, wait, what happens when you go and talk to him? Like that, if they're sick when you talk to them, that's different than if they're uh, healthy. Oh, see, I've talked to them in both. Most of the people I've talked to in both degrees when they've been sick and when they've been oh, healthy. Okay. That's just like okay. I before before I first started spreading my first time spreading Dragon Rock was that fucking bull. And by that point, I had talked to like six NPCs. All of them niggas got sick. Like like they yep, like the they just kept getting sick. They kept getting sicker, and I was like, man, I gotta beat this bull because people out here dying in the streets, dog. I was like, I got... <laughs> they dropping dead, bro. Right. I was like, I gotta beat this bull, and I finally beat him. Now I kind of want to fight him again to try the strategy that I seen on on uh, Twitch because I was like, well, I tried to do that, but I didn't know I needed to keep doing it this way. Like I was deflecting him, but I wasn't whittling his health down, so I was fucking myself up, and I was like, ah. Oh. I didn't understand the game at that point either. Really. I was just, so I was slashing and blocking. So are you going to try to do a new game plus or are you going to leave that in case, or are you going to leave that save in case they bring out some DLC? Cause you know how front soft is. You're going to fuck around. And I know. Make you play the whole game again. See, I, I thought I wasn't, I, I had really like, and it, it, it really does depend on how I feel that day to be quite honest. Um, when I was running through the game the other night, I was like, NG Plus would be fun because I get to I get to use all these. Because I didn't use a lot of the abilities I acquired, the skills. I just didn't use them a lot. So I'm kind of like, man, I think I'm almost done and I didn't really use a lot of my skills. So I need the NG Plus just to use them. You know, and, I, and it's always fun because it makes it a bit more challenging. And I don't think this game is insanely hard like other Dark Souls games are. Plus, once you beat a Dark Souls game the first time, I have a pattern. I'll tell myself I won't do it, but Bloodborne I ran through three times. Lords of um, Lords of the Fallen I ran through four times. Surge Man, I ran through Lords twice. Forever. Lords of the like, Fallen was Lord. dumb easy, dog. Like it, like at first you feel like it's hard, but I was literally running through Lord. I be remember the last time I was playing, I ran through the whole game in like like two and a half or three hours. Got to the final yes. boss, and it took me four hours to beat the final boss. Like. That game is ridiculous you, sometimes. Ain't that the same year you one man that raid though? That's different. Like, no, no, no. I did Lords of the Fallen last year. I one man the raid the first year that Crota Rage dropped. Okay. Which that, that also took four hours. Yeah, that took four hours as well. I got bored one night and just was like, I'm a one man this this Crota Raid, which was hella stupid, but I did it. Um still on Twitch. And But Lords of the Fallen, I had beaten on the Xbox. Saw that it was free on PlayStation. Was like, oh, it'd be cool, I guess, to run through it again. Bruh, got addicted to that shit for like a month and beat it like three times in that month. And on the third time, I really did it just to see how long it would take me to run through the whole game. And it took me like two, three hours until I got to the final boss, which took another four hours. I was so mad. I was like, my running time was about to be nice. And then I got to that yeah. boss and he fucked me up. You know. So I was just thinking one other game before we get out for here too that I wanted to talk to you about. Um bruh, you need to get dead cells. Nah, no, 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 no. 
No, no, that's a good ass playing game. No, I saw. Like, the, I don't like the way it looked. I, I've watched it on YouTube and shit. I don't like the way that shit look. Make my eyes really? itch. Make my eyes itch, bro. I be looking at it. I be like, can't do. I can't do this four bit shit, four pixel screen. I can't do it. it bro, it plays so smoothly. It don't play like it look. Oh, like, I believe me. you. I just I gotta be able to look at something too, man. I can't just. I, I, I want can't. you to. I'm telling you, bro. That's the same Arsenal as Castlevania, bro. Uh, I'm not a all... huge Castlevania fan, bro. Yeah, I guess. I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm not a huge Castlevania fan. I know the other game that I was playing hardcore for a while was Hollow Knight. Oh but... yeah, I gave it up. See, I thought Hollow got, Knight was got, dope, got, man. Got too hard, man. I gave it up. Hollow... I was like, I, I'm not good at platforming. I thought I Hollow Knight was like it, people kept saying it was like Dark Souls, and it is. It is. It's like a basic it's ass. Arcade Dark Souls game in some ways, but like it absolutely is a platform Dark Souls game. But man, when I got to the there's a there's like a challenging arena that you get to later in the game once you done got a bunch of abilities and stuff. And man, I remember I was talking to um to to Rashani, and Rashani was like, "Yo, did you get to the challenge arena yet?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I've been working on the third challenge for months, and I cannot beat it." And I got to the third challenge and I did it once. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. And Rashani was like, I told you. And then that itch, I got that itch one Tuesday night. And I sat down with the controller and I was like, I bet you I could do this shit. And like maybe an hour and a half later, I did that shit. Nigga, that challenge was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever had to face. In a video oh, game. Oh, I, I, I don't know. So, did you hear about the super secret ending? Nah. There's a super, yeah, there's a super secret ending to that game that requires you, I think, to do every boss in the game. Um, like, back to back. Like an arena challenge. Yep. I believe it. But, yeah, like, like an arena challenge. Like, it's in that arena. It's like the dreaming something. But it's like a super secret. Like, I fuck that. Like, I, I've, I've explored the game and got most of the movement and tra- traversal stuff, but I was like, dog, I've got too many other games to be dealing with this one. Like, I've been playing, I was playing Ashen, um, which is an indie game on Xbox that was on Game Pass um, that's very similar to Dark Souls. That's two players. Mm-hmm. So, like, if um, you, I mean, you get shields and vitality and um, has a really cool art style as well. So, yeah, man, I ain't got time to just be sitting on one game. Hollow Knight just had me, dog. Like it, the music and the atmosphere of it, it was so common. Like I just, I could not play it's it. A badass story, though. Yeah, it's dark. It right, like yeah. I did not expect it to be like as dark as it was. It was real dark, and I think that's what got me. Like it's this dark, dead bug Skeletor shit, but it's this beautiful mute wind chimey style music playing the whole time. It's relaxing and it's calming. And it's just fun to look at, like the sound effects and stuff and the way the art style is for the enemies is very easy on the eyes. It just, like, I just liked it. I just, everything about it made me feel good while playing it, even if it got difficult. Right. It made me feel good. I mean, this this is a game where if you miss a corner, you will spend four hours walking through, the traversing the same paths over and over oh. again, trying to figure out where area you missed. And I had no problem uh, doing that I because it was. Remember. I just remember what I hated about that game. <laughs> not being able to find out where to go next. That's fucking 
that fucking map. I hated. Yeah, that the map, map is terrible. Bro, I hated that map with all of my heart. Like, I literally think that is one of near has a terrible map, right? Mm-hmm. I think that map is beyond what near even dreamed it could be. No, near's like that, near for sure. That map on near doesn't. It is a it is a is a uh, what is what is a uh, topographical map that actually isn't graphical or topical. Like it's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. It's a, it's a terrible map. Like is that a cliff but, or an eraser mark? Like what is that, bro? I can't read that shit. Oh, so okay. I know we've been saying we're gonna get off the air for like thirty minutes. Um, one last question. For sure. I want to hear. I want to hear you say it on the air. What was your thoughts about Nier? Because we ain't gonna have that conversation for a little while. Um, Nier is so. There, what, what was the game that came out? Um, now I'm gonna forget the name of this shit. Uh, the one where you play it's a third person shooter, and you play as this vet who is actually like going through PTSD, but you don't oh, realize it. I know. Oh, I know what you talk. What you talking about? God, what yeah, is that game? I cannot think of what. The, the game is right now and I was oh. just thinking about it the other day and I was like bet you as soon as I need to fit, realize, remember what the name of this shit is I'm gonna fucking forget it's, it's right on the tip because it had that big twist god yeah. what what was that game I know exactly what you're talking about too and I keep wanting to say sniper assassin but that's not it nah uh, um god damn it's, it was in the desert right yes yeah, what is the game? <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna bother me. So Spec bad. Ops, Spec Ops the line. Spec um, Ops the line. Yeah. Yes. So Spec Ops the line was one of the first games ever that I played that was psychological in every aspect, and you know physiological as well. It just was deep. Near. Right. Near is one of like near has beautiful music near is beautifully drawn near is a beautifully paced story near is an anime that I would love to sit and watch all like 200 episodes of and watch this world be created. I mean, all the way from the original near, they don't have to take it all the way back to the, to Drake or whatever. Uh, that Drake, Drake, Drakenard, Drakenard or whatever game. Dragon Guard. Dragon Guard. You don't have to take it all the way back there, but if they took it back to the first Nier and just did the first Nier game and then did Nier Automata, I feel like that would be a great anime to sit and watch. But Nier was another game that um, fluid gameplay loved both the main characters, very psychological, um, very like sociological it just had a lot of layers to it, man. It just was so much going on. It made you think left, right, up and down about everything, considering everything that you're doing and what that means in this world and what that means, what that makes you in this world and what type of spirit you have. Like, Nier was, oh, I, the only, it's just a the only game. I, the only thing I push back on is that I think the only way this this story works is as a video game, Right. Like, I don't think it works any other way. You mean because you're playing it, so it's you doing the stuff and you kind of connect with that? Exactly. Also, the repetition, right? Like, the, you, you're not going to watch an anime do this, the shit that Nier does over and over to you. 
um, and be patient with it, right? Like you essentially, we're not going to spoil it, but essentially there are parts of the game you have to pay play um, repeatedly to the point to where you get frustrated, right? Um, I think that's all on purpose, right? And I don't think that um, having it in a, a form will, will do it any justice. I just, I, like, I, 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 like, I get that. But I, it was a story that I liked that I wanted to sit and watch unfold because the the voice acting was so good, and the art style yes. was so good, and the the character like create the, the the way they drew these characters and the way that kind of reflected their personalities was so good that I would love to sit and just sometimes I didn't want to play it I just wanted to watch it and listen to the music in the background and be told the story that had all these layers to it like I want a supercut. But I don't want a supercut in, you know, basic supercut fashion. I want a supercut that is presented. Yeah, I want a supercut that is presented in a, a, a final form where the art style and stuff fits and the narration is there. That's what I want. And I, it just, I think I would love that movie. If it was a movie, if it was a, a, a short show, I think I would love the shit out of it. Because it sometimes you walked around in near doing things yeah. just to make this just to keep the story alive like keep the story because the story would just touch you and it 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 that game that game could even get you fucking emotional man it just was it hit it really did hit and touch on all these things again i think so for me uh there are certain characters in this game um especially like the pascal let's take for instance pascal character mm-hmm. um uh, you wouldn't feel the way you felt about what happened at the end if you didn't play the game and get the slide and like like you went to go get that stuff right like nobody else went to go get it and you went to go do that stuff so it's like it's more of a commentary on you as a person um, because I think a lot of what near does um, is. Um, have a very specific commentary about uh, humanity in general. Um, and I think that all depends on some of the choices you make, which you can make, you know. Um, and I think those are the things that you can't really take for granted when talking about this in a game form versus um, like a, any other kind of media. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, overall, man, I, I just I was curious because that game, like I said, um, to this day, that game might be my favorite game of all time. And I hold, like, steady to that. I've never had a video game make me advocate for it as much as I have, right? Like, I've told everybody they need to play this game. And at the very end, I've never had a game make me get emotional in the way that that game did, right? So, I was curious. I Like I said, just curious to see what you thought. No, nah, it'll it'll do that to you. That that game, it hit on hey, a lot of stuff, man. It'll hey, do that to you. When Pascal's, uh, no, when the kids, bro, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to walk around. I, I stopped what I was doing, bro. I had to take a walk around the block, bro. Like I was, I was not ready. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it it really it really tests like just your motivations as a person. Why are you here? Why are you here? Like what is why are you, what are you here for? And then they they go from nine S to two B to A. Like they're just testing all of that. And 
you see things and then they change up your perspective on it so that you can see the full picture. It's a lot. Bruh, like, I see, so Yoko Taro, they say that he's in talks to do a Final Fantasy game. Fuck yeah, A. Um, but then B is like, I can see him never doing a Final Fantasy game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want him to touch that. Because the way he implemented certain things in philosophy, right? Um, like, all of the bosses are named after philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and their traits um, actually match the philosophers' traits, right? Like, uh, what's the one homie that was in the village, the asshole? Um, Guy, it was so long ago, I can't remember characters' names from the journey, man. But you know, I'm talking about the one that you had to give money to, and all he had all the female followers, and he was playing them. Like, oh, right? you talk? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but I know who the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, did you know that the the opera house boss is a, is actually his wife yeah. in real life? No, I didn't right? know that was her in real life. But yeah, in the game, I, they they kind of hinted at that. Yeah, that that's actually that he was she was actually a follower of his and a philosopher in her own right, and they had some weird fucked up relationship. Like that's the type of shit that game is on, right? Like I don't want him to touch Final Fantasy. You leave that alone, sir. That's for commoners. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Like, and it's kind of like what they appreciate it because y'all been dealing with some ridiculous Final Fantasy stuff for a while. There's Listen, always dog, an issue I'm, with that shit for whatever I'm reason. I'm done, dog. I know more. I'm done. <laughs> Bay can keep wanting me to come play Final Fantasy uh, 14. I'll be able to tell him, like, look, I, I don't want that, that crap no more. I'm good. Yeah. I'm off of it. It is a lot, but yeah, near is uh near is one of the ones that I would frame and put on the wall. Like, yeah, have you ever played that game though? And point at it, they're like, "Damn, nigga, you got it framed." I'm like, "Bruh." So for me, because this is the thing, Phenom probably he got to the point to where he had to think that I was just blowing this game up, right? Like, there's no way this game can be as good as this dude is saying. And there's a point in that game. I think it's the first boss where I watched you stream it, and you was like, "Oh, oh, oh, well, fuck it, we just going full anime." Okay, let's let's do this then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that from that point on, I was like, "Yeah, I think he understands what I mean by this." Now. You you sucked me in with the fluidity of the gameplay and the way that just the mechanics were so fucking amazing. It just made you feel like like a, like this cyborg being that just was a badass. And then, like, so, so that's how you start going through the game. You're very confident, and you start meeting all these different personalities and these characters. You start interfacing with these other robots and civilizations that they've created, and it like you you try to maintain form, though, right? Like you get sucked into nine S's whole thing. You try to maintain form, but you but no no, you no. Can't. not only do you get sucked into nine S, but then you realize like to be kind of an asshole, but nine S really an asshole no she like legit is an asshole but you don't feel like you're an asshole with her until you start seeing things from the perspective of 2b which you see as an annoying ass when you're her you're like yo you are useless and then when you become him you're like oh shit we really just running around here murdering people right and like you notice like oh shit uh 
not only are we just murdering people, <laughs> but we're doing it, and he's telling you, like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah, yeah, why don't we just kill him? Like, wait a minute. Like, the, 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 the opera boss was the one that caught me. When I was like, wait a minute, he is saying some other shit <laughs> that did not sound like what she was saying. Um, and that's what really caught me off. Like, maybe I should pay attention to these cutscenes. Yeah, no, nah, that shit is important. <laughs> that shit is definitely um, important. But did you go back and see them do Romeo's and Juliet's? <sighs> when they, when they, so if you go back to the Opera House boss to, for a third time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to do it on the A2 playthrough. But if you go through on the A2 playthrough, all the robots are now doing a play version of Romeo and Juliet called um, uh, Romeo's and Juliet's. And it literally is just like a bunch of robots trying to figure out how to do Romeo and Juliet. So we'll be like, how many Romeos are there around here? And then the Romeos will be like, oh, it's six Romeos. And it's just hilarious to see like these robots trying to create society for what they think it is. Like, human society is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's hilarious. That's crazy. Hilarious. Nah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah. Like, it's so wow. many things in the game. I think. Like, did you ever fight the the main the the boss at the end? That so there's a boss that you can fight. Remember the roving chop that you could kill. I know I went all the way to the end, and like I tried to do all of the endings by just constantly replaying from the save and going back and doing different things to switch that up. Yeah, there's a roving shot that you can shoot, and then if you shoot him. He has like exotic gear and shit that you can't get nowhere else. Well, if you shoot him enough and level him up enough, he's like an end boss with 999,000 health <laughs> that you can fight. Yeah, no, right. nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's yeah. challenge deep. Look, look out for the we still we got still do a spoiler cast. Um, so look out for that. I, I was on hiatus from BAP for a little bit. Um, actually, it's perfect timing. I come back this week, so your boy is back. Good. Um, head Honcho's back in the, in the building. I'll get back to it. So, um, and we still, like I said, we, we me and Fina talk about this all the time, but we are gonna get you, uh, us to do a super show one day. I promise it's gonna happen. <laughs> Too many people have been asking me about it. So, yeah, I'm ready. So just let me know. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on, dog. No, no doubt, man. Like this, I had to talk about this with somebody, and, like, and somebody I, that can actually talk about it. See, this is my thing: people don't talk about these games intelligently enough for me, man. Like, if you're just talking about what you like and then like, and not discussing the impact of it on the overall game, then why am I talking to you? I don't feel like I don't. I feel like we got stuck in this realm of these reviewers that are either trying to teach you how to best enemies and stuff in within a game to help struggle players or they're reviewing it and trying to tell you if you should get this game or not and if it's for you but the actual discussion about the game while people are playing it comfort discussion coffee table talk discussion of games is like it isn't there because people feel like they need to cover so many games as soon as they drop nobody actually sits around and goes okay you played it you played it and you played it so let's just talk about the game. Let's just talk about that. Let's just go through it, you know, introduce people to it, 
actually talk about the story, talk about what it's like to be a person playing this game and enjoying playing this game. Cause this isn't a review, right? I didn't, right. I'm, not, I'm not, I don't need to review this. Every other site reviews this game. I wanted to have a conversation with somebody else who is playing this game because there are all these different perspectives and experiences that you can get from them. I don't feel like, like, if, like, like I'm never going to do a podcast about a Call of Duty game at this point because I don't, there's no deep perspective or like varying, like varying interpretations of Call of Duty, not, not varying enough for me to be like, oh, we really need to ever talk about this. No, but like Horizon right. Dawn. Like it's Call of Duty, dog. Come on. Yeah, like Horizon Dawn will be something I'd do that with. Even God of War, I'd do that with because it was oh, so I, different. Bro, I am on that. You do the God of War one, I am on it. Because as a father, God of War touched like touched me in a lot of ways. Yeah, that shit is so. different, right? There's there's like there's humanity there. There's actual life and feeling and people there within that story that you, relativity exists between the player and those stories. I'll do those. But there's it. I don't play enough games that fast because when I play a game, I get into it. I get into it from the fan perspective. I get into it from the gaming perspective. I get into it from like reading people's articles and walkthroughs and wiki perspective and Reddit perspective. If I'm into a game, into a game like that, I am all over YouTube for it during the day. I am reading about the makeup of bosses and stuff at night. I'm trying to really, really dive into it so it takes me a long time to get off of a good game well and that's okay though like that that means you're well informed like that's i appreciate that way more than a person like falling off a game after 15 minutes saying that's trash right right like i'd rather have you be informed about it and these games nowadays as adults we ain't got that much damn time bro like we recording this podcast only because we both on the same coast <laughs> even yeah. then it's still you know we was recording this 12 o'clock at night we ain't got time to be playing games all the time bro. nah I got um, other stuff I got to do so I'm not wasting my time with a game I don't like to play or is okay to play like I'm only playing shit that I look forward to playing when I get home cause if I start playing some bullshit I ain't got no interest in I'm gonna cut that shit off after 15 minutes I'm gonna be like nah I ain't got it right bro these guys the games be long as hell bro right? all like, the time you be you be you be putting yourself once you into a game, you're like, well, I done made a decision. I'm gonna play this for the next seventy hours. <laughs> like, nah, man, it's too much. No it, it, it's just it's too, much. too it's too, it's fucking deep, and I'm like, hey, I can't uh I can't do it. Like everybody be running through these games. Did you play these nine games this month? And I'd be like, first of all, I'm not buying nine games. Second of all, right. no, I did not. They be having these game sales all the time now. And I be like, man, I ain't got time to play none of that shit. I'm playing Sekiro. I ain't got time to play none of that shit. I'm playing Nier. I ain't got time. Like, that's just, but that's just how I go through it now. I'm being realistic with myself. I'm an adult. I got shit I need to do. And when I got downtime, I'm not trying to waste the time I got when I'm down. Bro, we done turned into the old ass gamers. That's fine by me. My parents ain't buying my games and I ain't getting off from school and coming (laughs) home and playing games for eight hours every day. I sure ain't sneaking, I tell you that damn And much. I damn sure ain't sitting on Twitch playing games off and on all day long, eating snacks in between sessions. Like, I ain't doing that either. I work a full-time job outside the crib. Exactly. I can't do it. Right. So, yeah, man. I just, it's been it's been a good conversation, dog. Like, it's oh, been, yeah. I've been interested in talking to somebody um, like my age about video games. Because, you know, like, and ain't a lot of us left. <laughs> like, it don't feel like it. 
Yeah, like a lot of people seem like that. Well, Borderlands coming out, so the homies coming back. But like, oh boy, we'll see how that goes. I've never played a Borderlands game for real. What? Oh, you should play the you should play the pre sequel. I mean, play the Borderlands too. I tried playing Borderlands by myself, dog. I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't like this shit. What is this? What is it about this game that people like? I don't get it. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm waiting to see it. what it's like when everybody else playing it. I might. That might be what brings me back to the Xbox, but I'm not making no promises. Well, I know me, Rod, and Chris already saying we getting it day one. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about. I know Sterling said he's gonna get it. And a couple other homies. So yeah, man. Then, you know the. It might be a. Might be Black Ops time again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. We'll we will we will absolutely see. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm because again, I don't know shit about Borderlands, right? So I'm well, just kind of yeah, like, you know what the, what's what's gonna be the real deal? So we'll see. I don't we'll know, man. We'll, I think this one we might have something here. We might have some. You might be right. I, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this many people excited about a game since like Destiny Two, which ain't like greatest endorsement but. Uh, I ain't, I'm absolutely <laughs> over thank god I am too like I have no interest to yeah, play I, 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 I catch it. myself every now and then like turning it on I'm like hmm, alright I guess I'll do this and I'm doing like I just ain't got I ain't got it no more when I, I bought the DLC so I'm stuck for a year but I think yeah I'm see nah this. I'm not investing no more I thought I had it I ain't got it yeah. I'm glad I don't yeah, I ain't got it. Be glad you don't, because it's boring. Like, there's nobody playing right now. You'd be better off playing Anthem, and that game is fundamentally broken. I have watched enough videos about Anthem being terrible to know better. So this is the thing. Anthem is not terrible as a gameplay setting. Anthem is terrible because it was a different game, and they broke that game up into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can tell. Like in a year, Anthem is gonna be fucking fantastic. But now, definitely not a game you should get at all. Unfortunately, I bought it. So I'm telling you, man, y'all be out here taking risks, dog. Yeah, that's that was that that one was on me because I should have, you know, Bioware. I, I didn't. I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't like Andromeda. I know a lot of people did. Um, I just didn't care for it um, too much. Like now, it's a good game, um, but I didn't care for it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I should have learned. I should have learned, man. Like I should have knew better to give them time. So, well, it's all good. Moment. You live and you learn, right? So, but yeah, man, you know, gotta get off here and go be daddy somewhere for sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, um, give me information real quick for you, hop off. Oh, oh shit! Uh, Black Astronauts Podcast at Gmail dot com. I come back this week. We've been on a brief hiatus. Um, we still have a couple shows up uh, from the old session. Also, um, I know I'm not plugging myself, but go check out my my family, man. Go check out HWAP. Um, I love what they do as well, and uh, you know they still family for the Black Astronauts. We start up our Game of Thrones podcast in a couple weeks, so That's be on the lookout for that. So, yep. All right. And um, everybody else, y'all know what the deal is. Where's my 40 acres podcast? There are still tickets available to the private screening in DC and LA for Avengers Endgame. I know everybody was hyped. I know everybody was rushing to try to get tickets for that weekend. And again, I don't understand why y'all are stressing if you're in the DC area to get tickets when we have tickets for sale and you ain't got to deal with Fandango or AMC. 
you be doing a Saturday screening opening weekend. So you going to see it with all of us in the same theater. Then after that, we doing live shows to discuss the shit. Uh, the panel is looking dope right now. The panel is going to be heavy with MTR and WM48. And it's going to be a discussion. It's not going to be a film review. It's not going to be a what, like, what we thought about it from a critical perspective. It is going to be a nigga, did you see when so-and-so did so-and-so? That shit was wild. That's the type of discussion that we're going to be having. And people are going to be there. It'll be a more intimate experience. And then we're doing a Q&A at the end to hear from the crowd. So, hey, man, the live show is free. The only thing you paying for is your own movie ticket to go see it. It's a win-win situation and, for everybody. I will tell you, I am trying to sneak my ass up there as well. I have, listen, there's nothing like, you don't, if you haven't been to a live show with the Where My 40 Acres and MTR family and like just a family, go, go enjoy yourself. Even if I can't get there, I know I'm going to be jealous because I know y'all going to have a ball. Oh yeah, we going to have fun, man. It's going to be great. Like it's just. I'm sorry, it just ain't no other experience like us getting our own private theater. We ain't got to worry about audience members. We don't want in there acting a whole full-ass way. And you get to enjoy it with your people. You get to enjoy it with your family. And then we're going to go somewhere and talk about it afterwards. Like, bruh, it, it's, it's, it's lit. It's, it's going to be really dope. So everybody should call. If you can get a ticket, if you're trying to find an in-game screening ticket or whatever, then go ahead, get it. It's at ingame.mtrnetwork.net. It's a handful of tickets left for that event. So go ahead and do that. There's going to be two live shows. If you're buying tickets now, you're going to the second live show. And uh, each show is going to be like an hour and 15 minutes. So it's just, it's basically going to be like 50 minutes of talking in game and then Q and a at the end, interacting with the crowd. And we got some other fun stuff planned to do. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hyped. I'm like ready to do this. I feel like I wish I could do this every day with people or every and, week but and, hey. and me and, Fien- me and Fien- was just discussing the fact that these in-game screeners are coming sir early they are coming <laughs> they are coming and I can't wait yeah anyway critics gonna be so. I'm just I'm just yeah I'm ready for our screening like I am literally texting y'all as soon as I get out the theater because you know we're all gonna see it at the same fucking time yeah. So yeah, no. I, I can't. I literally need. I know where because I text Chris last time when uh, Infinity War came out. Like, nigga, my heart. <laughs> like, I can't take it, Bruh, That our theater, our theater at the end of Infinity War with with critics was dead ass silence, like the most awkward silence, and nobody wanted to get up and leave. Cause everybody yeah, was like, that. that was, that was what the fuck just happened. Like there, like right. they, 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 when Thor missed this nigga and I've watched in game, I've watched infinity war a lot since they watched it the other night. And it is a mixed film of emotions. But when Thor missed that motherfucker and he struggled to say, you should have aimed for the head and snapped. I think everybody blanked. Yeah. Everybody that. was like, so, so for me, I'm in the, I'm in the, the same type of critics uh, thing with you. Like, so I'm sitting there, and there's a bunch of these critics up here are hard-nosed, right? Like, they don't show no emotion. They don't talk during the movie. They don't even talk to each other, really. Wow. Like, they just be in here. You know, like, they, you see, you know, they have their cliques and everything, but it ain't like I'm one of the only young African-American critics. So, you know, I'm kind of walking in by myself. But, bruh, when I tell you that snap hit and you could hear the, the, the air go out the room, Bro, I've never seen a critic screening like that, where it just literally overtook the entire screen. Yeah, it was so, wow. I, I, I don't. What are they gonna do, bro? Like, I literally have no 
I don't know. You heard, you saw that they did the panel or whatever today, and all the seats where actors were supposed to be was empty. Because they're assholes. Like they got jokes. Assholes. They got jokes now. Like <laughs> they got real jokes. Yeah, and everybody keeps saying this is some shit we've never seen, and they also keep saying that this is a conclusion. Like this is a definitive end to some shit, which scares the fuck out of me. We like, losing peoples. Like we knew we was losing them, but we really losing them. So it's been much. a nice run. We'll see though. We see. We we close. We close. So. so, all right, but man. Yeah, we need to talk for another fifteen fucking minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna force us all. All right, y'all. Um, we will holler at y'all next time. Where's my forty acres? A black astronauts podcast. Join together. If you liked everything we talked about here with Second Row, man, go copy it. It's worth it. It's absolutely fucking worth it. And challenge yourself. Like, have that fun. But until then, we'll be out. And uh, there's no other podcast. Where's my forty acres this week? Because I got personal shit to tend to at home. So. Shout out to everybody. We gone. Peace. Oh, and don't forget premium. Y'all got some episodes. Y'all got some Pet Cemetery episodes y'all can go listen to. So check those out too. Me and Twan got it in. Talking about old Pet Cemetery, new Pet Cemetery, and the book Pet Cemetery. So yeah, hey, enjoy that. Peace. Peace. You said what, bro? No, I said I was. <laughs>